Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella, so go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 109. The T-Rack zipline of Sodes. Nice. You that know, one, that's a shout-out. That's a shout-out to Tupper George Woodard. He sent that one in to uh, at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter. If you uh, want to submit a Sode title for next week, it's got to be something obscure that has to do with the Titans or Titans games or anything surrounding like the Titans game day atmosphere. It doesn't matter. Send it to us, and if it's good enough, we will name next week's sode and give you credit for it, like we did for Tupper George Woodard with the T Rack zipline of sodes. I low key love that one, Jack. Yeah, the the mascots we have in pro sports in Nashville, they love just descending from oh midair, don't they? It's like it's like the X Games, dude. Like, oh, how do they have such extreme personalities? Personally, I think our mascots should be sponsored by Red Bull with how much they are willing to just go out and do crazy stunts. And and T-Rack might have been at one point, but it was when he started driving the injury cart around on the preseason field and took out a Saints player's ACL that maybe he lost that sponsorship back yeah i could yeah i could see i could see how red bull would he, be like, he may be an untouchable be associated with that yeah he yeah. may be untouchable from a sponsor standpoint right if you put a, a red bull can in your trash can though uh t-rack will take advantage of that that's too, his he is, he's a raccoon yeah uh this week on the sode we've got zach lyons from football and other f words podcast geez do we even have time for to have him with how long that podcast title name is Football and other F words podcast. It's a, it's a whole damn sentence. You, look, and the only reason I'm clowning the, t- the their podcast name is because they are our bitter rival. You guys know this. If you're a Titan Up podcast fan, then you know how much uh, we hate the F words. Uh, Zach Lowkey, he kills it uh, with this interview. But uh, but that's the only nice thing I'll say about him because uh, uh, we get into a lot with him. AJ Brown rumors who he likes in the draft, what the Titans' future looks like, and he tells us people in Titans' Twitter that he absolutely hates. And he names names, too. Names names. Just goes all in and, you know, because he's... Zach, if you follow at FWordsPod, if you follow him on Twitter, uh, he loves to subtweet. But if you just straight up ask him who he's talking about on Twitter, he clearly will tell you, as he does with us in this podcast. He's a lot of fun. And what you failed to mention was, you know, we we have some great guests on this podcast. I, I think that, you know, hopefully you guys get as much out of our guests as we do. Mm-hmm. But this week we have an award-winning podcast host. That is right. 
So we yeah. we don't typically have guys like ourselves because we are we are ourselves. Right. Award winning. Right. We are we like yeah. There's very few times we meet we have people that like actually can see eye to eye with us like on our tier as a, award winners. Um, you know, like last week we had Nick Westbrook Akine. What is he? Uh, he's a wide receiver in the NFL. It's like okay, yeah, but is he an award winning podcast? What, what awards does his podcast have? You know, none. right? Exactly. So, so yeah, so it, but it, it Zach was just can kind of to get him in here and, and right. kind of debate which award really was harder to achieve. Yeah, Zach gets us. If they, if any, if there's ever been a guest that understands us and what we do for a living, and uh, and you know, obviously with much fewer listeners on his end, but like he at least gets a taste of what we do and what we, the struggles and ups and downs that we have to go through as host of the Titan up podcast. I mean, it's like playing in Scranton in the minor league triple a for the Yankees. You get called up to the big show right. and, and you yeah. know, now, now you have a lot more people paying attention to you. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like sure. He may be wearing the pinstripes, but it's got a different logo. Yeah, than it's, the, it's, NY. It's the Scranton rail riders. No one, no one knows about <laughs> the Scranton rail. Riders. I mean, locally, they probably have an idea about them in Scranton because there's nothing else to do there. But when you get caught up to the Yankees, it's, it's the whole world is watching. Are the Scranton rail riders, the uh, minor league affiliate to the Yankees? I'm actually pretty positive that they are. Okay. I know they have a team in Syracuse too, that I used to, I saw, uh, uh, was it, not it was not Chad Henney, Drew Henson. Drew Henson. Do you remember Drew Henson, former Michigan quarterback? Yes. Also played baseball. Number I saw seven him play th- at Michigan third base. Yes. Yeah. I I saw him play third base for this uh Syracuse minor league team. It was an affiliate for the uh for the uh the Yankees, I believe. I think it was the Syracuse team. Maybe they were the affiliate for the Blue Jays and they were playing the Yankees. Either way, saw uh Drew Henson play uh third base. That's the little tidbits you will get here on the, the very <laughs> relevant tidbits you will get here on the Tighten Up podcast. Uh, we also have the return of a segment that we haven't done in so long, but Jack and I are so excited to yes. to bring it back. Dust. Uh, we're going to blow off the dust and we're going to deliver it to you. It's this week in Titans Facebook. Cannot wait for this. And of course, we will end with Remember the Titan. But before we get into all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. Let me say a quick word about our friends over there at Relax the Back. CEO Glenn Word has made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. Glenn was involved in a very serious car accident many years ago and was looking down the barrel of multiple surgeries. But before going under the knife, Glenn sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. Over the course of time, his body self-corrected and he managed to avoid all of the procedures that he had lined up, which is what makes Relax the Back a special passion project of his. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help the people in the Nashville area to work better, live better, and feel better every single day. If you're like me, I struggle with insomnia and posture issues, so sleeping isn't easy, and while I have to sit up and type all day, it's tough on my back and neck as well, but at Relax the Back, they have a variety of chairs that can combat neck and back pain for the for those of us who are sitting at work all day, along with Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows. I've got, a, I've got a Tempur-Pedic pillow right here. My girlfriend's got a Technogel. And so we kind of mix and match. And, you know, it really it really does maximize your sleep every single night. So the relaxed back team will make sure you're waking up and feeling great every day. Go check them out. 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. If you're unable to get there in person, don't worry about it. You can check them out online stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville hit up their website and start feeling better today but if you go into the store make sure to tell them that A to Z sports sent you 
And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is April 6th, 2022. And Jack, as of recording this podcast right now, I am in Twitter jail. Bum, bum, bum. I, so my account at Austin Huff has been suspended. I am, uh, I am... I'm I'm basically in timeout. I have been put in the corner, and uh, they nobody said, puts you, baby in a corner. I well, apparently Twitter does, and they're putting they put this baby in a corner, uh, and this, I am being a baby about it because I myself without Twitter. Anyone who listens to the podcast that listens to this podcast and that follows us on Twitter knows just how much I love Twitter. It is it is the it is the that makes me live more than the blood in my own body. Uh, and that's just putting it lightly. This can't um, be your first trip to Twitter jail, can it? Like this, it is. Yeah, obviously. Like you know, we've had our run. Uh, Cork Bats has had their uh, our run-ins with social media, mm-hmm. you know, jail, mostly Instagram. But uh, but yeah, Twitter this is the first time my account has ever been, and I've gotten like the DCA notice or DMCA or whatever the crap it is notices of like, hey, you're using stuff that's copyrighted, and I'm like, okay, you know, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I laugh it off, but I'll probably get arrested at some point. But this is not for that. Um, on a yeah. night that already had left me in shambles, Jack, on a night that 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 had my emotions boiling beyond compare uh, as a Mizzou grad, our bitter rivals cheated their way to the national, sorry, won a national title uh, in the Kansas Jayhawks, as you all know, uh, or the Kansas City Jayhawks, as Mark Emmert so gladly put them, Kansas City, of course, <laughs> in the state of Missouri. Um <laughs> <laughs> the or at least the good parts of Kansas City are uh, the it, it 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 was it was a tough night for me. I was I was in my feelings. I was in my mood. I was I was thinking about you know I I was kind of like subtweeting Kansas. They 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 got off to that rough rough first half, and you know I was tweeting yeah. jokes at their expense. I was Down I was fifteen at the break. I was reveling in it. I was enjoying every moment. I was I was I was drinking Jayhawk tears, if you will. But then the Jayhawks come back, or should I say, UNC just absolutely blew it. it you could see why they were an eight seed. Yeah. yeah, the the UNC team that lost to Pitt showed up. Hubert Davis looked like Ken Wisenhunt after halftime. I mean, he turned into Ken Wisenhunt in the second half of that game. No adjustments. There was nothing done. No. Yeah, to combat what Kansas was right. now doing. I was wondering why Zach Mentenberger was playing point guard, but that explains it. He turned into Ken Wisenhunt. Uh, it was it was a it was a rough go of it. So after the game, my friend, my mentor, my former boss slash coworker, the former drummer of the Black Crows, the iconic American rock band, Steve Gorman, he tweets at me. Steve Gorman, sports! Sports! And he says, uh, congratulations to Et Austin Huff and the rest of Jayhawk Nation. Mm, that's not nice. And you know, that just kind of irks me. That, and he knows that he knows that irks me. He knows that get, there's very few things that get under my skin anymore on the internet. 
I used to be a lot more pat, like a lot of things used to get under my skin, but there's very few things that get under my skin on the internet. Can, putting me in Jayhawk Nation is one of them. So just so I can kind of get a better understanding of how you're feeling in this moment, would this be like if the Tennessee Vols won a national championship? Not that it will ever happen. For national you, National championship yes. in anything. This would, be, yeah. this would be kind of like right. that. Okay. Yes, yes, very similar. Very similar, which by the way, Vols swept your Vandy boys over the it's weekend. April. It's April. It's April. It's early. It's early. Right. Yeah. I sure. mean, it's the first time they won a series in Nashville since 2016. Never. I mean, it's, it's a long time coming. I'll let them enjoy it. If They've anything, if anything, it's a win for uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, if you think about it, because now Tennessee has finally stooped to the level where they see Vanderbilt as a rival. Well, that's what it is. You know? It's little brother. Just kind of it, it always used to be. Tennessee was like, Oh, well, Vandy's not a rival. They're not even on our level. Now, Apparently, it's to the point where they're they're clowning you for winning in every sport. Yeah, they, um, they they want to be the villains, but they just simply don't win enough to be the villain. Okay, and okay. So, I tweet back at Steve Gorman something that Twitter suspended me for for uh, saying I was promoting uh, suicidal threats. Um, uh, oh, um, awesome! Uh, language that promoted self harm. They, they they said basically you, I was essentially bullying uh, into a way that seemed like a vengeful threat. And maybe they're right. I don't know. You be the judge. But word for word, what I tweeted back to Steve Gorman was at SGS Fox, which is his Twitter handle. Do people need earmuffs? Is this a trigger warning for some? If you have kids in the car listening, you might want to plug their ears. You might want to tell them, hey, kids, you know, wanna, put on caillou or uh bluey or, or whatever tv show kids are watching these days bob the builder iconic at sgs fox eat a massive pile of dirt <laughs> that's it and you're locked that up. is it that is what got me the twitter suspension are you kidding me eat a massive pile of dirt and look the dirt <laughs> come here the dirt could be like like it's relative, right? In terms of massive pile of dirt, like an ant hill is a massive pile of dirt to ants. It's portion control. Told him to eat an ant hill, that wouldn't kill him. So that's not prom- promoting suicidal threats or 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 self harm. That's not doing that. Like, and it's like, look, Steve's my buddy. You know, like I've like if I really wanted him to kill himself, like I would just go over to his house and like threaten to do it myself. Like I'm. I, I'm not going to, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that I have to, I have to be in Twitter jail and I've tried to appeal it twice. The first time I think, I guess it just didn't go through or whatever. You know what the worst part about it is, Jack, if I would have just accepted this, I would already have my account back because you're only technically suspended for 12 hours. But since I've appealed it, I'm oh, no. waiting for the a response to the appeal. And I, I, they're taking their sweet ass time. They're dragging their their feet in the dirt. Well, it's like massive a, it, piles of dirt. It, it's like a, an NCAA violation, right? It, it takes at least two years to investigate whether or not wrongdoing was committed. In LSU's case, it did. Now, yeah. Wade's been fired. So, well, two years down the road, we might know the outcome of this. Look, but if it's anything then, like you may be, you may be locked up. The key if, has been thrown away. If it's anything like Kansas's Adidas scandal, it'll never get touched. You know, like I could be in, I could be in, in Twitter jail forever. Yeah. What? Well, the thing you have going for you though is you're part of 
such a big institution being the Tighten Up podcast. So they don't want to, you know, ban you, keep you away from putting out the content on this, you know, massive podcast, right? Right. But they're going to go after, you know, if someone else does it on maybe a smaller podcast, like per se, the F words podcast, maybe they something say something out of line. They're going to, they're going to lay down the hammer on those guys. Yeah. Send a message to the big guys like us that, Hey, you see what they did? That better not happen up there. Yeah, no, that's right. That's, that's true. And I, I, I find it to be no coincidence too, that I got flagged on the same day. I quote tweeted a tweet that said, uh, the, the, the tweet asked, what's the closest you've ever been to being in a cult? And so I retweeted and said, you know, being in Titans Twitter, which, you know, I hardly agree. Some people thought I was like taking a shot at Titans Twitter. No, guys, I am a part of Titans Twitter. All right. I am entrenched in it. If anything, I'm like the guy face painting my face in Titans Twitter. Okay. Like I am, I tweet more about the Titans than I do literally anything else in my life. And almost to the point where it's like, I, I kind of wonder, I, I think my job might be my radio job. They're, they're like, they're probably like, Austin, you live in Chicago now. Why are you tweeting? So Let's much shift gears. Still? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? But I can't, I can't give it up. It's my drug. So I think maybe tweeting about me being in a cult, put me on some watch lists, you know, within the Twitter community. And they, and then they saw me tell one person to eat a massive pile of dirt. And they said, that's it. We gotta, we gotta pull him this down. Is getting out of control. This is getting, this is getting a, absurd. You know, John Tafford walks in, shut it down. Right. They're like, this is, this is how we work started. Okay. We cannot allow another cult on our hands. <laughs> so well, anyway, thanks for indulging me. I do hope you get parole. Your parole. Thank soon. you. Um, I appreciate that. And if look, Titans, uh, any tuppers out there want to tweet at Twitter support, bring back at Austin Huff. That could help. I don't know. Maybe what you need is, is Kim Kardashian to be on your side so she can, you know, get, exonerate you and what, pretty much right you from your sentence, which where's Kim never, K. We you share birthday guilty of committing. Yeah. Yeah. I share a birthday with Kim K. So where is she? Come on. Come on. Let's, let's give it up for our October 21sters. I believe she's um, busy meeting Pete Davidson's grandparents. As, oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I follow E News on Instagram. Probably should, right. but yeah. It's now been, I think we are now uh, roughly give or take 18 minutes into this podcast. And we have, oh, right. I don't think we've yet to mention the Tennessee Titans on the Titan Up podcast. So that should tell you where we're at in the offseason right there. That should be your first hint as to. Where we are, we're in that awkward area of the Titans offseason because we've we've already pretty much covered most of free agency. The dust is settled a in free agency. Anyone who's going to be signed has already been signed. Yeah, the dust has cleared. It is we're, we're reaching that barren wasteland area. Now, there is the good news is it is not a mirage you see ahead. But there is an NFL draft, and that is a little small cantina in the middle of this desert for us to fill up glass of water you know quench our thirst but then we got to continue on into the barren wasteland of this desert known as the and nfl yeah, offseason and, and we're so dehydrated at this point and you know the nfl draft is still three weeks away so we've got a long way to get there so right now we're kind of drinking our own urine to survive yeah which is why we're talking about my twitter suspensions uh vandy and tennessee baseball uh kim kardashian meeting pete davidson's grandparents that's why we're hitting on these things is because we are so looking for content and it's one of the reasons why we're bringing back one of our favorite favorite bits on this podcast 
this week in Titans Facebook, which we will get to after the Zach Lyons interview. And we spent a lot of time with Zach. We talk a lot of Titans talk with him. So it's going to be good. But before we get to him, Jack, we've done it. I don't know how, but we've done it. Another Tennessee Titan has signed with the Chicago Bears. People are fleeing Nashville and moving to Chicago ever since I got here. And I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, it's it's you, Kari Blasingame, yep. now Dane Crookshank. I mean, people talk about the pipeline from Nashville to Atlanta. Arthur Smith, Dean Pease, Rashawn Evans lately, Marcus Mariota, Bo Brinkley, Tajay Sharp, uh, maybe leaving out one or two guys. But nobody's talking about the pipeline from Nashville to Chicago. I mean, right. There's right. now three people. Who and are, if you if you count Lucas Patrick, Lucas Patrick, Brentwood Bruin, uh, formerly with the Green Bay Packers, uh, he signed with the with the Bears in the offseason. So he's technically from Brentwood counts in that. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying like it's uh, and then um, uh, was it Jeremy McNichols, too? Did Jeremy McNichols sign up here? Uh, if he did, I must have missed it. I, I haven't seen McNichols. Uh, across my timeline, but I mean, I could always be wrong, you know. I mean, Jeremy McNichols, it's not going to be a big. Oh no! I, know, I guess I guess it was I guess it was blossom game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was blossom game. But, oh no, Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans is also Darrington Evans. Yeah, sorry, that's who it was. Darrington Evans uh, signed with the Chicago Bears as well. So there are three Titans that were Tennessee Titans last year on the Bears this year, and Lucas Patrick. Shout out, God bless, and go Bruins. Uh, the so they're like the bears are basically becoming titans north maybe i don't know i'll allow it uh although it's kind of like titans practice squad north you know party <laughs> blossom game was in and out of the lineup and you know he, he did right. make some plays while he was here but uh yeah don't count out he, the fullback dude he wasn't exactly a featured what? player in the offense so, so which of which those ones role. yeah i was gonna say do any of those do any of those hurt at least you personally the most uh, Dane, when it comes to Dane Crookshanks, an underrated loss for the okay. Titans team. This is a, this is a bigger loss than a lot of people will realize. And I wrote about this not too long ago. Dane Crookshank for the Titans, he was the guy who lined up against all these tight ends. And last year, you know, in years past, prior to last year, tight ends had some pretty solid success against the Titans. They didn't have a guy who could line up over them and, and really kind of erase them. We've saw we've seen that with Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. Uh, just numerous guys, in, you know, year in, year out, dominate the Titans at the tight end position. But Dane Crookshank last year carved out a good role for himself. You know, he, he came in as a safety, did a lot on special teams. And Amani Hooker kind of took over the starting role last year next to Kevin Byard at the safety position. But Crookshank found himself on the field quite a lot. And that's because, you know, the Titans defense – they run a 3-3-5. The 3-3-5 is the base system for the Titans defense. They ran that defense 26% of the time last year. And there's a ton of sub packages, right? Ton of sub packages. So 26% of the time, that's a solid amount of the time that the Titans were in that 3-3-5. The next most used defense was the dime package. That's the 3-2-6. You've got an extra guy. You've got an extra DB out there. You got a couple extra DBs out there. And, you know, you're, or excuse me, only one extra DB. You're sacrificing a linebacker for a DB, and that that would be the Crookshank role. They right. ran that 17% of the time, and Crookshank, you know, they, they ran it so much because they could trust Crookshank to lock down these tight ends. And to see him walk away for $1.5 million, that is a head-scratcher, after I, and you'll see why after I read these numbers. 
So the AFC, the NFL in general, the tight end position's a luxury. You know, the teams that are contenders typically have a guy at that position that can hurt you. The Titans hopefully found that guy in Austin Hooper. But you look around the uh, AFC, you see guys like Travis Kelsey, Mike Gusecki, Dawson Knox, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry in New England. There's a ton of tight ends in the AFC that are capable of killing defenses. You know, if, if you can have good corners, but that tight end, if he gets free, it may be curtains for you. Well, last year, Dane Cruikshank in this Titans defense held some of the NFL's best tight ends in check. I'll go through the list of the guys they faced. George Kittle held to 21 yards. Travis yeah. Kelsey held to 65 yards. Mike Gusecki, 51 yards. Dawson Knox, 25 yards. They had the tight end position covered last year. Yeah, right. And it's it's, it's and those are those, those names you just named are like those are freaking weapons in the NFL. Obviously, like I, I I'm just I'm just reiterating the fact that like. You didn't just name out just random tight ends. You named out some of the most elite tight ends in the entire sport. Travis Kelsey may be the best tight end of all time by the time. He might be the best wide receiver in the game right now. Like, if you consider tight ends with wide receivers, just based on yards alone, the amount of yards that he eats up in a season. In fact, I think he he might have led all pass catchers in yards receiving in like the last over like the last three or four years. He did two years ago. I believe he set a, um, a record for tight ends. But it's just these guys that the Titans are going to have to face. And you look at the teams these guys are on. I mean, Kelsey's on the Chiefs. Gusecki's on the Dolphins, who are going to be much improved. Austin Knox is on the Bills. Waller's on the Raiders. Mark Andrews on the Ravens. And then John New and Hunter Henry, they're in New England. All of these teams, if they're not competing for a Super Bowl, they're at least in the conversation for the playoffs. Yeah. You've got to have a guy to be able to slow these guys down. I would understand this move if you – you know, if, if somebody wanted to pay Crookshank, you know, $5 million, but this one and a half million dollars, I know he's been banged up, you know, as a Titan, but behind him, you've brought in AJ Moore, who Bowen's familiar with in, in from Houston, but AJ Moore hasn't really played enough on defense in the NFL to be counted on to cover a, a tight end, much less yeah. a, a Travis Kelsey. So right. th- they'll hopefully find a guy to fill this void in the draft. But even still, I mean, we saw how long it took Elijah Molden to acclimate to the NFL level and the speed. So it's, and I know he has to guard the slot, not the tight end, but it takes a little while for these rookies. And, you know, the hope is to get everybody ready, you know, by the time the games start mattering, November, December, January, hopefully February. But to lose Crookshank is a big loss just because of how often the Titans ran the dime or Titans ran the dime defense last year. Yeah. It's their second most used defense. They may not be able to run that, which obviously had, had some success last year. I'll say when I've been in it all, all this time, they won't be able to run that as much next season. If they don't have a guy like Crookshank who can keep these elite tight ends, you know, kind of under wraps. Yeah. Lance Schulters isn't walking through that door. You're right. You know, it's like people and, forget. And what it did too. Another thing is I'm glad you mentioned Lance Schulters. Yes, you have Kevin Byard back there. Yes, he can obviously handle the tight end position himself. But when you have a guy like Crookshank, that then frees up Kevin Byard to make right. plays in the secondary. And, and, and over top. And yes, year. yes, yes. I, and I agree. And I think that was one of the reasons why Kevin Byard had so much success last year. Because he was freed up to do that and kind of ball hawk. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's so never great. And the butterfly I effect. Think, 
one of the biggest things about this, the biggest losses uh, in this whole thing, Jack, you and I, big name guys. Yeah. Crookshank, great name. Yeah. Great name. The Crookshank Redemption hopefully will not be happening in Nashville. His name is literally a prison fight. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a weapon. Yeah. A crook shank. You know, you shank a crook, boom, oh, prison well, fight. Uh, literally translate to, translates to prison fight. PFT commenter would like that one. People yeah, don't talk about it enough. It, it's a it's it's not a huge it's not a loss to where you know you can't win without this guy. Yeah. But you definitely can't do some of the things that you'd like to do and, and Kevin Byard would like to do. And it made Imani Hooker's job first year as a full-time starter made his job easier having a guy like Crookshank in there to help you out with the tight ends. It, 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 he just made everybody's job in that secondary easier. I'm just really hoping that they can find a guy like that in the draft who can step in and do some of what he did last year. But it's, you know, again, and when you wait to wait until the mid round to get some of these guys, we're going to talk about Alante Taylor later on for you, Tennessee fans. When you wait until the mid rounds to find these guys, I mean, Crookshank was a fifth round pick and he didn't enter the league as this tight end eraser. It took him years to kind of get to this level special teams. He had to go through some injuries. There's no guarantee that the third or fourth round pick that you're going to draft to hopefully be responsible for some of these tight ends is going to be able to hack it in year one. It's, it's a big gamble. Tight end eraser sounds like the great name for like a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, like a, like a nineties action film, the tight end eraser coming to theaters this March. You know, like I just, it sounds I, like I, an X-rated movie. That's what it sounds like. Oh uh, yeah. It's yeah. tight end eraser. Um, all right, we're going to get to Zach Lyons now. We're going to talk some uh, Malik Willis with him. We're going to talk uh, A.J. Brown rumors with him, what little there is left to talk about A.J. Brown rumors. We're going to get into so much with him. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. So uh, I guess let's go ahead and get to Zach Lyons. And now let's get to Zach Lyons! All right, guys, look, we said we would never do it. Okay. We said that we, uh, I think we've said as, as harsh of words as we despise them, uh, can't stand them. They, they stink up the podcast space. They stink up the entire internet. If we're being honest, uh, they're, they're literally the worst people on earth. Um, just absolutely can't stand them. And so we thought what better way than to uh, do a crossover. So with them, uh, well, with one of them, we're only doing one at a time. All right. Because we're, look, we're not letting them we're, like we're, we're going to outnumber them in our own on our home ballpark because they had me on their sewed a couple weeks ago and uh, they outnumbered me. So now we are going to do the same back to them. We've got Zach Lyons from F words pod, part of the uh, 440, uh, the podcast uh, network. Uh, and we've got and. and uh, part of Broadway Sports Media. Am I, I'm right in saying That's that. Correct. That okay, correct. good. Because I I was kind of hoping I pronounced. I was kind of hoping I, I butchered the uh, the the sale so no one can find <laughs> you guys. But uh, it's Zach Lyons from F Words Pod. Uh, Zach, how are you? 
It's great to be on. Most of those words you use to describe the podcast in Lebowski, like worst people on the internet. That's exactly how my wife, Lauren, introduced me to her parents for the first time. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Zach, the uh, look. Basically, Zach, basically I, word for word was, this is Zach. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Hey, look, I, as a married guy myself, I can attest. Yeah, that's pretty much on par for how how our wives uh, talk about us. You're not yes. alone there. Uh, the Zach, Jack and I love to have fun with our interviews and we love to just, you know, uh, leave the guests like walking out the door, smiling, having a good time. However, in doing that, in, in allowing you to leave this interview feeling that way, we have to get a lot of our heavy lifting done up front. We have to do the questions that we don't want to do, but we have to ask. We wouldn't be doing right. our jobs if we didn't ask it up front. Uh, so bear with us as I ask the toughest questions up front. But what is what are the F words in F words pod stand for? You know, like what uh, are... I think, well, can you be a little bit more specific with the title of your you know, podcast? It's football and other F words. So obviously football right. can't count. Right. So, yeah. right. you know, typically, typically fuck food. Okay. F1. <laughs> I mean, just F1. the basic necessities <laughs> of F1? life. Yeah. F1. F1. <laughs> it's all one word. It's an F and a one. It's all one word. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you know, yes. Oh, no, you, you keep going. I, yeah. I was, if you got more F words, let's keep them going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, keep we, we've done uh, Flamingo before. Okay. used to when Internet Keith was on in the early iterations of the show. We were a four man show with Mike and his brother. And four. Then, there's another yeah, word. There's four would be one. And so we would, you know, use different, you know, F words at the beginning of the show. We've used flabbergasted before. Nice. Because That's a good one. I mean, flabbergasted is one of my favorite words because Titan Twitter constantly leaves me flabbergasted. <laughs> uh, flummoxed is a good one as well. So, you know, basically our podcast is built around uh, anger and confusion. Okay. All right. I, I like, like I can res I can respect that. Uh, what about uh, 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 Fortify? I think Fortify would be all right. I guess it would be, you know, for the offensive line or fortifying the team. It's just kind of boring. I mean, it's okay. a boring word. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't, re I don't think we'd use it because we're an exciting podcast, but feel free to use that word as much as you want. <laughs> what, if, what about flounder? Uh, not, not as a verb, but as uh, the proper noun of the character from Little Mermaid. Um, growing up, Flounder was the shit. He was my one of my favorite characters in the early Disney movies. So. Underrated character, in totally. my opinion. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, what about Finding Mike Herndon? Because we've had Mike <laughs> on the <Wow>! podcast a <laughs> few times. And what happened there? I, I know that he semi-retired. We love Mike. We have him on as much as we can. We're recruiting. We're openly him. recruiting him to join our podcast. I just want you to know that. It, it, he is it, in the transfer portal right now. He is. And you know what? I feel like we're one of the top three options. I don't really know the other two, but we'd have to be up there for how much we've had him on. So run run me through what happened with the Mike Herndon situation and why he's why he's uh, semi-retired, because we asked him, we can't get a straight answer out of him. Last time he came on yeah. here, he was dressed like Eric Church, had to make a, a run-in with a, a oh. UPS driver or something. Made a drug sketchy. deal on the yeah. podcast. It was it was insane. It was, I don't know what Mike has gotten himself into, but it's clearly, I think he's fallen onto hard times. What Spill the tea here. What was the falling out? Uh, an F word, family, is the falling out. For whatever reason, he chose to be a father, and oh. I don't, I don't get that whole idea to ditch your friends and the, <laughs> obviously the multi-million dollar podcast that we have started in the future. I mean, it's coming. It's it's right. coming down the pipe. It's only right? a matter of time. Same same with us. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so he ditched that for a son and a wife, you know, just the boring as shit that mm-hmm. you can ever do. So, you know, I, I've signed an NDA with his uh, lawyer, oh. so I can't go too much further. His lawyers are the worst. But, you know, I just want to say that, you know, you can put your you can put a kid in a cage at, at home like a kennel. I do it with my dog, Huxley, and he's yeah. the same. It's the same thing. And so, you know, just tell your, you know, distract your wife with a, a shopping spree and do a podcast. I don't understand why you can't do a podcast. It's literally that easy. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. It's on brand, though. If his falling out was for family to be a father. father. Yep. I'm just saying that's Other like it's all coming together. It's a lot. Uh, it's very much on brand. Um, and uh, so, Zach, turning because this and a lot of people debate us on this, but Jack and I like to believe that this is actually a, a, a Titans podcast. Um, hence the What's name What's in the name. Right. Right. But we very you'd be surprised a, at how very little name. we talk about the Titans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very, very deceiving. <laughs> um, we. Something that has been like a um, a like the hot thing in the streets right now for Titans Twitter, especially, uh, but really just kind of a lot of the Internet, more of the Internet that I would have expected. Like I expect like stupid, dumb things to happen in the offseason amongst Titans Twitter, myself being a member of Titans Twitter. So I well, get let me say it. it's 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 stupid all year long. It's three sixty five. You know, that, days well, yeah, it is. It is a fucking cesspool of stupidity. Right. Right. It's like we're in we're in like a crazy family but we know our family is crazy you know yeah. but we still love them like we still yeah. love our yeah. family yeah. most of the time uh, <laughs> except for like at the thanksgiving table yeah. uh so that right now is like the big thing is uh trade rumors for aj brown and this is obviously beyond beyond stupid and it's not yes. even worth our time to talk about but let's talk about it uh, <laughs> because it is it has gotten to the point where it is so dumb. And even Diana Rossini kind of shot it down uh, this morning on the PK morning we're took recording a, this. A shot at her too for putting that tweet out. He's like, sources aren't even needed, and I'm like, yeah. whoa. I mean, like, whoa. just, just well, you know, just calm down. I mean, I get that sources aren't needed, but. You know why it's needed? Because of Jets fan, not because of Titans fans. If if you have an account on Twitter, PK is going to take a shot at you. So that's pretty much <laughs> he, he is the he is the uh, sheriff of Twitter. Like it, he, he will is. pop in, he'll yeah. pop in so randomly into a tweet and and then pick a fight or say something. That is the and thing. I'm just like, he, why are, why are you even here? He he literally carries a ladle with him at all times. You know, kind of like 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 he's a super superhero, and that's his weapon. And he'll randomly bust out the ladle just to stir the pot yeah. just like at, at all times no matter where he's at like it'll be in someone's like mentions about you'd be talking about derrick henry's greatness and he'll be like well that's because some reporters don't you know name their sources or whatever and then like he'll take out someone his beef with someone else in your mentions on someone else and then and then your mentions became a cluster f because here you were just wanted to praise derrick henry for something and now it's become like a back and forth on twitter about uh, anyway, we could talk about Pete. We could do a whole pod he, on PK. He gatekeeps. <laughs> he gatekeeps pretty good. We have yeah, done a whole a pod on, on PK. Yeah. So, but what uh, is AJ Brown getting traded? I know Diana Rossini tweeted all that stuff and kind of shot everything down. But look, this is Titans Twitter. We need to fuel the uh, Twitter mob here. Is uh, is he getting traded to the Jets or somewhere else this offseason? And would you trade AJ Brown? Is this a, Is this a pretty popular podcast? I don't know. I've never listened to it. 
It's the most popular podcast. Is it influential? Because I, I just want to throw out, because this is what Rich Simony did over at ESPN. He just threw out something. I'm going to say, A.J. Brown's getting traded. What about that? Oh, okay. Here <laughs> we go. Flip it on you. A.J. Brown is getting traded. I, I, if it's a very realistic possibility because any player in the NFL could be had for a price, the right price. And the Jets are going to trade uh, two first round picks, a second round pick, a third round pick, all in this year's draft in a first next year and a second next year. Boom. Traded. I don't see why the Titans don't take that. I mean, other than the fact that A.J. Brown is probably the best wide receiver they've had in franchise history, uh, uh, other than Randy Moss, of course, uh, and Julio Jones. Uh, Other than those two, like he's the greatest wide receiver they've ever had. So why not just trade him? You know, sell high, buy low, sell high. Sell high, you know, kind of take the year off. I mean, you don't like Tannehill anyway. You're kind of stuck with them. Just take the year off and then just, you know, just do next year. Just worry right. about 2023. Don't even worry about 2022. Yeah, they, they've had a ton of success finding receivers yeah. in the draft, right? right. I mean, right? Why can't it work this year? Yeah. Now you have three first-round picks. You can draft three wide receivers, and surely one of them's going to hit. Yeah. So, it's like know. people forget yeah. Des Fitzpatrick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's just laying out there. I mean, obviously, he's replacing Julio Jones and Robert Woods. is He's just kind of there. I mean, right. you know, he's not a big acquisition or anything. So, Well, Robert Woods is going to be the next Julio Jones, according yeah. to a lot well, of people. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It's probably Racy McMath. We're probably all wrong, and it's going to be mm-hmm. Racy McMath because he was deemed Julio Jones 2.0 in the offseason. So, you know. Well, just, it's, it's in. WI, yeah. who everyone should be watching out for. Yeah, we had him on right. last week. But uh, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill, Zach. In you know, the Titans have like, like they, you know, they've got a good front office, great coaching staff. They're not going to leave any stone unturned when it comes to the draft process. They've now met with a handful of quarterbacks in this class. Adam Schefter reported yesterday, day before, one of the two. Um, the Titans have met with Malik Willis. Pat O'Hara attended the pro days of not only Malik Willis, but also Desmond Ritter. The Titans were present at Sam Howell's pro day as well, North Carolina quarterback. A guy. I love Sam Howell. Well, let me ask you this. Just on the quarterback class alone, not where the Titans are going to go here, what are your impressions on these these quarterbacks in this year's class? Kind of, you know, the top names we're talking about here. You know, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, Ritter, maybe Corral, some of those guys, Kenny Pickett even. What do you think about those group, this group? Because, you know, they haven't been getting a ton of buzz um, just in terms of the talent that this class has right. in it. But I, I want to hear what you think about these guys. Well, I mean, I wrote an article on broadwaysportsmedia.com that came out Monday where I kind of give my thoughts on the guys from a Titans perspective. Because really, I mean, that's the only reason anybody comes to broadwaysportsmedia.com is talk Titans. So, you know, looking at it from a Titans or standpoint makes more sense. But I do have opinions on how they rank in the thing and, and amongst the entire class. And if I was ranking this entire class, Kenny Pickett's a five to me. He's quarterback five. I'm I'm not a big fan really? of what I see in games. I think that people love to point to his game against Clemson. And that, that game, Clemson had the worst defensive performance I think I've seen from um, – that team in a long, long time. And he just took advantage. He can easily take advantage of bad defenses, but this is the NFL we're talking about. He's a slow processor. He doesn't do anything pre-snap. You are not going to be able to play bad defenses every week to make yourself look good. I think Ritter is the safe guy. He's like a, 
he's just boring. He's like mashed potatoes with no gravy, right? Like you're you're still gonna eat mashed potatoes and it's still good, but you're really missing <laughs> you're really missing something there, right? So he's just yeah. not exciting. But I think he's gonna be a safe prospect. People down his accuracy. And while that's true, I think it's related to throwing motion, which could be fixed. I mean, his accuracy is no worse than Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or Sam or uh, those two. Uh, when you look at their career accuracy percentages, they're really not that big of a difference. So, you know, I look at Desmond Ritter. He's just safe. You know, he's all right. He's a good guy. He's he's if if this was Tinder. And or you were going out on first dates, you would go home to your girlfriends and you'd say, "Hey, eh, Desmond Ritter, he's a nice guy, but you know, I just don't see it going anywhere." <laughs> then you have Sam Al, who is amazing, but he's not as amazing as Malik Willis. And Malik Willis is the best quarterback in the class, in my opinion. If you're going to draft a quarterback and you're going to let him be what he is, which is basically a, a kind of a version of Patrick Mahomes where he's going to make a lot of risky throws, but, and it's not going to look pretty most of the time, like mechanics wise, fundamental wise, but he can make every throw and he has an elite arm that he is making red zone tight window throws on the reg and they're pinpoint. You, you just can't teach what he's got. And if a team will do what the chiefs did with Malik Willis and just let him be like, just tweak a little bit. You got an elite prospect. And then Sam Howell, Matt Corral. Matt Corral's a mystery box. I really don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. And Sam Howell, I think, is still the Sam Howell everybody fell in love with after leading into the 2021 season when he was the top prospect. Really, after the draft last year, he was the top prospect. And I still think he's he's still that guy, but maybe not as good as Malik Willis. Do you trust the Titans staff to be able to make those tweaks? Ooh, uh, to Malik Willis, probably not. I mean, I, I just don't think it's they, – they, to draft Malik Willis, you're changing the entire philosophy of what Mike Vrabel wants to do because Malik Willis cannot be caged. He, he, he's a peacock. You got to let him fly. <laughs> and he, he, if you're going to cage him, it's just going to turn into like a Vince Young, Marcus thing where it just doesn't really, really work out. And I think that if they're willing – to let Tim Kelly take the reins, open up the offense, and be a pass-first offense that takes risks that works independently from the run game, then, yeah, you could draft Malik Willis. But if you want to be the defensive-minded head coach that he is and lessen mistakes as much as possible by not putting the ball in your quarterback's hands, then you can't draft Malik Willis. You just, so it's not fair to Malik, in my opinion. Don't, don't cage him like you cage your kids. Yeah, yeah. Don't okay. he, He's not a kid to be caged. He is a kid to be let free on a farm. Right you know, later on gotcha. when you want him to like, leave you alone and maybe possibly come back, maybe not come back. I don't know. I don't know how kids yeah. work. So I'll, I'll follow that with, do you believe that any of these guys are worth trading up for, for the Titans? I know that, you know, the Titans are still in their Super Bowl window. I'm going to put air quotes around it because you know, the AFC West has gotten so much better. The Titans have probably fallen on the totem pole just in this off season. But with that being said, do you think that trading up and sacrificing draft picks down the road, maybe even in this draft, is worth it to find a quarterback in a class that's really not that deep? Nobody completely and totally trusts any of these guys. I mean, Malik Willis, your number one guy, let's face it, he played at Liberty, and we didn't get to see him against a bunch of the top defenses, although he's a dual-threat quarterback, you know, led – Led um, the not or led quarterbacks in rushing in 2020, and then you know led Liberty in rushing in 2021. He can get it done on the ground. Has a big arm as well, but 
is he or any of these other guys worth trading up from 26 to go and get? If if they feel that this uh, quarterback in this class is their guy and and that is the the only thing that matters is what the Titans feel is their guy. Because my evaluation is, my personal evaluation is, I don't think I would trade up for any of these quarterbacks in the class. But from a philosophical standpoint, when teams are looking at what they're trying to do, they're looking at what is, is this guy going to be there? And is he the guy? Is, is Sam Howell or Desmond Ritter? Because that's the top two, I think that are the guys for the Titans. If you, if you're doing one and two on their draft board, it's probably Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter in some order. And you don't, and you feel that the draft board is not falling your way. You have to draft up and go get him. You can't just say, well, if he's not going to be here at 26, we don't want him. Cause then what, what conviction do you really have about that player? And it's yeah, all about right. conviction. Right. So they, if they have the conviction, go up and get your guy. And and at most, you need to be looking at pick number seven, pick number eight. Maybe you can get away with 10, or 10 through 12, somewhere around there. And in doing that, you'd probably have to give up a first this year and a first next year. That's what the Texans gave up to get Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Or a first this year, a first next year, and a third this year more than likely to which is what the Patrick Mahomes trade was cuz that's the current trend of how everything's moving the the Saints did this big trade and they got two first right nobody knows the the general consensus i think around the league circles is that they think they're close and they're going to get two impact players i think most of the media thinks they're going to use those two picks straight up for a quarterback which would make total sense for that team because they have Jameis Winston they can just have Malik Willis who I think they would be going after sit behind Jameis Winston. It's, but that's what it's about. It's about the conviction you have for the quarterback class. The media hates this quarterback class for the most part. Uh, I, I think it's highly underrated after watching uh, 26 games over the last week. And I think that you can get four. you, you may get have four Carson Palmers, but is having four Carson Palmers really that bad? in the big scheme of things, because you can surround and work with a Carson Palmer if you're the Tennessee Titans. The divorce rate in the NFL is higher than in, you know, real life here between quarterbacks and teams. I mean, we've seen Russell Wilson get moved. Jimmy Garoppolo took the 49ers to an NFC championship game, was a dropped interception away from a Super Bowl appearance, and they're moving off of him this year. Is there anything that Ryan Tannehill can do in this season to make the Titans front office feel a little bit more comfortable for the long haul. I understand that there's a potential out after this season in his contract. That would be the time to get out of the Tannehill marriage. Is there anything he can do this season that can keep him around long-term? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously going to have to improve the touchdown interception. He's going to have to show 2019, 2020 Ryan Tannehill for people to feel good. I think, I think the team feels fine either way. I, I think that they're in a spot where it's not like the the Colts were in, where they're constantly going to have to find a new quarterback all the time. If they don't get a quarterback that they love in this draft class, they could try again next year in a deeper and probably the same kind of talented after the first two draft class for quarterbacks and just extend Tannehill maybe a year or two years to lessen his cap hit, but also keep him on the hook for at least one more year. And then you're fine. Right. I mean, like to me, it's, it's, there are worse quarterback situations that we see currently in the NFL and that we've seen in the last 10 years, including the Tennessee Titans quarterback situations. 
that it's hard for me to say that they automatically need to cut bait with Ryan Tannehill, regardless of what happens in this year's drafts and regardless of what happens in the, in the, um, in the regular season for 2022, because he can easily just rebound as much as he regrets because look at everything that just happened. He was the healthiest person on offense besides uh, Ben Jones or uh, uh, Dave, uh, David Questenberry, healthiest, healthiest person on offense. He missed zero games and he's thrown to Nick Westbrook, Akine, Chester Rogers, Des Fitzpatrick, Racy McMath, and sometimes Marcus Johnson, Tommy Hudson. I mean, look at these names I'm yeah. naming because AJ Brown missed games, Julio Jones missed games. And when he was healthy, he was sometimes good, sometimes bad. They weren't on the same page. And then the tight end room was a disaster. It's hard for me. And then no Derek Henry. Like it's hard for me to he was not good enough, but that does not mean that his career as a Titan or his career trajectory is suddenly just going to bottom out. I just, yeah. I don't think it's going to work like that. And it, I think that if he, if he goes back to 2019, 2020, you're feeling pretty good if you're the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard to evaluate a quarterback when, you know, most of his weapons are, you know, sitting in the cold tub on Sundays rather than <laughs> yeah, right. in, in shoulder pads and helmets. Well, it's almost like people forget like how much worse it could be. It could be so much worse than Ryan Daniel. Like, I know he's not the best. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's probably, but he's definitely in the top half of the NFL. And he's definitely, and it, when he's at his best, he can, he's he very easily a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, which is really all you need, especially when you got the weapons and the defense that the Titans have. So I, I don't understand why people are ready to erase the chalkboard and start over from scratch when it when that right there as we know as we've seen from how many court look at the colts the colts had a stable quarterback for two plus decades grant two separate generational talents at quarterback and now they can't even find a quarterback they're playing quarterback roulette and and we've seen how that's played out for them so why like titans fans are so ready to move on and ready to you know ready to dip their hand back into that mystery bag of yeah quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't get it. And so, and which takes me kind of back to the draft. I know a lot of people are like wanting to see the Titans draft a quarterback one. I get as like a, at very least just a backup because I don't think, anyone really truly believes in Logan Woodside outside of maybe. Whoa. (laughs) Uh Outside of maybe Uh me who has been telling people that Logan Woodside, I mean, obviously he's not like the next, uh, you know, Steve Young or something, but I keep telling people that, especially uh, your all's uh, compatriot Luke Warsham, who yes. absolutely Luke Warsham. hates Luke Warsham. hates Logan Woodside. <laughs> I mean, him and Mike Herndon have tried for two years now. Both of them have tried to just get rid of Logan Woodside and all the guys that they go to bat for that are backup quarterbacks. They've came in to Logan Woodside fall at his feet. Logan Woodside. Is 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 unkillable, and he's already out practicing with I, all these no. Titans players again. So I'm just telling you, I there's mean, something I get it. there's something that the Titans love about Logan Woodside because yeah. uh, otherwise he would not be the QB two for as long as he has been. Like it's right. been credit to him, it's been incredible. But they do have to worry about the future. And I, yeah, Woodside I was gonna say like I just don't know if like if he takes it like if Ryan Daniel goes down, which I think we were all expecting the way last season went, we were all expecting Tannehill at some point to like, just break a knee because of just the way the season had gone. Luckily he did not. And they were able to at least secure the one seed. I, to me, 
like I, I think like everyone's thinks at very least Titans need like a a backup that they can feel confident in. Right. And but and then there are those pockets of Titans fans who just want Ryan Tannehill gone yeah. and they want a quarterback for that. I like how when you come, put it, Zach, when you said that it, Logan Woodside is unkillable. Mickey Ryan came on here and called him a cockroach. Like, he could survive an atomic yeah. bomb. I don't know right. what it is. He keeps making this roster. Yeah. He's, just, he's just been brought back for another year, although, I mean, it's, they're not exactly married to him at QB, too. But the guy just simply won't die. He won't die. He will not die. It's, uh, yeah, it's like Austin Powers, that uh, uh, the, the second Austin Powers, when the guy falls out the window and he lands on him and he's like, why won't you die? Uh, that is Logan Woodside. In or or it's Will Ferrell in the first Austin Powers movies where Dr. Evil presses the button and he goes into the fire and the fire just never kills him. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Which I think it's also, I think you're alluded to Will Ferrell in the second movie where he falls off the cliff as well. It's the same guy because there was time travel involved. Okay. All right. Then probably I haven't seen it in so long. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but the, the needless to say, Logan Woodside will not die. No. My, my question is, I feel like w- when it comes to quarterbacks like this year, everyone pretty much universally agrees. It's not that great of a draft. You obviously stated the case for it, but, um, but it's, it, it's just, it's not a, a flashy draft. And what we like to do, at least us, the people that like to talk about football when football's not even being played, we love to play the comparison game and we love to compare it to previous years. Oh, well, look at 2017, you know, yeah. Chiefs drafted up, got Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, Mitch Trubisky was widely thought of as the best quarterback of that draft. We all saw how that played out. Do you think that like kind of pigeonholes us uh, or just at least the general mindset of everyone to think that like to compare year to year, like one year to another year, because like, frankly, as we know, like every year turns out to be its own year, its own independent year, whether the draft class is good. Sometimes you have, you have uh, booms. Sometimes you have busts. I feel like us like having to, to talk about it and compare it to other years, almost kind of, does a disservice for each individual draft class. Am I wrong in saying that? No, and and I've been kind of trying to move away from that um, just because it is a little easy to do, right? It seems like a little, it's it's layups because right. obviously you think about the 2017 draft class and I, and I do bring up Patrick Mahomes to Sean Watson more so as an example of two quarterbacks that, teams traded up for they tabbed as their guys that was universally hated by most most people uh, analyzing the quarterbacks and then then people will point to those things and be like oh well the titans need to draft up to get a quick look at what the chiefs the chiefs did it and it's like but we don't know if you know say malik willis or whatever yeah is the next Patrick Mahomes is the next answer. And to be honest, we don't even know what the Titans look for in a quarterback. I mean, you can assume that by how they talk about Ryan Tannehill, that they value the traits that he brings. So you can assume that the quarterback they're looking for is someone that is going to be like Ryan Tannehill. I think that's why the Desmond Ritter connection makes sense. Also because Cincinnati and and his leadership, his pro style offense, there's all kinds of other stuff that falls into that. But we don't even know what they really value. They could totally surprise us and say, we're trading up for Malik Willis and suck it. We're changing everything about our team. And I would be extremely happy. 
And that's the thing about this, this quarterback situation that I think is so intriguing is that no one on the outside of the NFL front offices, all 32 front offices know what the hell is going on with this quarterback draft class and how this team views it. What we do know is that teams typically do not change their board drastically as the year goes on. And if a lot of people were high on Sam Howell in 2020, which is a good example, then they're probably going to be high on Sam Howell after uh, heading into 2022 draft. I don't think that thing's going to change because when you go watch the tape, which they're paid to do, by the way, so they're obviously going to watch it, then they're going to see that, oh, the scheme has failed him. He lost all of his weapons. He lost four playmakers on offense when he uh, the offensive line was terrible. You definitely don't want to draft any University of North Carolina linemen that played uh, for <laughs> UNC last year. Um, so I, I think teams see all that, and they but they look at the mechanics and everything. What I've noticed watching some YouTube clips of other people break down film and stuff, uh, because I, I have a sick addiction to football that I probably need help with, is that they only care about if the throw made it to the receiver. They don't care about anything else, which is a total – ridiculous way to look at quarterbacks you need to look at did they plant you need to look at the play first and foremost what was the play call did they go to the right reads you know did they go from one to two outside two to one inside out did they do did they plant their feet was the wide enough base were they toesy that means were they getting up on their toes did their heels click together when they were moving all this stuff that matters and very rarely do the YouTube video people really dive into that stuff. So yeah. in, in my opinion, that's what teams look at. Is it coachable? Is it fixable? Do they show enough on tape? And I think these quarterbacks for any team that is in need of a quarterback or wants a quarterback to sit a year, all the quarterbacks you got here can be coachable and can be taught to do what you need to do as long as they don't have to start day one. Because if Kenny Pickett is going to Carolina and starting day one, that you might as well just take him out back and shoot him like old Yeller because that career is <laughs> over. That is a Mitch Trubisky type of deal. And I'm not trying to, you know, here we go comparing back 2017. But that's just a bad landing spot. In a, in a class devoid of a true offensive quarterback one talent, landing spots matter the, just as much as talent. And I, Trevor Lawrence was that tabbed a generational quarterback right everybody said he was the next Andrew Luck and he goes and falls flat on his face in Jacksonville now listen Jacksonville sucks right but that's part of it that's part of the 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 right. point of drafting a quarterback is that you're going to a landing spot how many of these top quarterbacks have been drafted Joe Burrow is probably the most successful one since yeah consistently successful since i mean like no, how far right. back i'm having to go you're right because the i think a lot of times it's an organizational problem more so right. than a positional problem and it's it's the organization can make good talent bad and yeah. i think you get that i think you get that a lot with the jets i you know a lot of i think the talented quarterbacks that have gone to new york have have been great talented guys but one year in the league can i think can screw you up can do more damage to you than you realize. I, I, Sam I, I Darnold's believe, never recovered from Adam Gase. I, and I think even, even Marcus Mariota had a, had a, a stint of that with not necessarily the organization. Cause I think the organization turned for the good while he was here, but going through different coaches every single year, I think is, is one, one aspect that can totally take a good 
you know, at least someone that there is talent there and make them something, something not great. The, um, the, the fit is essentially what matters most when you're looking yes, at quarterbacks. Yes, I, I almost agree with that after thinking about how people fit with the Tennessee Titans that I just think that it's fit. And that's another, that's another thing. Titans fans have to at least have some sense of calmness and trust with this team because they have everything else around the quarterback right now, right? That's the one position. That's, that's the position that they are most concerned about heading. And they brought in a tight end to address that, to address the room that was, you mentioned a disaster last year, Robert Woods, you know, uh, it'll, it may take him a month or so, but you, you'd assume that he'd get on the right track um, and start, you know, looking like he did in LA, but Let's put you in the GM chair for a second because we've talked about quarterbacks for most of this episode. Are there, give me your top, you know, it, it's in mock drafts are so silly, especially when you're picking 26. You just have no idea how the board's going to fall, who's going to trade up, who's going to trade back. But let's say, you know, you're, you're picking at 26. Titans don't move up, don't take a quarterback, don't do this. Which position players are there? That, that you have circled on your draft board right now, which guys are you most interested in? I think that, you know, they still got a hole to fill at right tackle, whether they're going to do that in free agency, which it doesn't seem that's going to be the plan. You've got Dylan Raidens and Jamarco Jones fighting for the left guard. You've got to find a guy who can cover tight ends after getting rid of Dane Crookshank. I don't know that AJ Moore can do that. He's been a special teams guy mostly throughout his career and throughout his career at Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, he hadn't really been counted on defensively. So they still have plenty of holes to fill that aren't, you know, the quarterback position, which, you know, they draft a quarterback, he's not going to start this year. So who are some of the guys that you have circled that you're interested in that do not play quarterback in this year's draft? I got, I mean, I got a whole list of people. I mean, obviously you got your Traylon Burks, you got your Chris yeah. Olav. I mean, listen, I know it sounds like I want a quarterback drafted at, at 26 or with their first pick. I'm an Olav guy. I, Olav over everybody, Burks mm -hmm. over everybody except for Olav is is kind of, and then it's everybody else. Like that's do you love Olav? Oh, I'm a big Olav guy, and you know there's some anti-Olav rhetoric over at BroadwaySportsMedia.com that was posted up on Tuesday morning uh, with an article by No Flags Films, James talking about how uh, Chris Olav is not a Titans wide receiver, and and I say. Uh, Poppycock. I think that's poppycock. Pop, like wow, that. you didn't go with an F word. That's I didn't go with an F word. I, I went, went, went with poppycock. Oh, wow. The so when you get a martini, you, you do you get one Olaf or two? I get I get uh, three Olafs, hopefully stuffed with blue cheese. Okay, uh, all right. Nice. Good man. Uh, uh, so the, I so obviously there's those guys, and you, I, everybody already knows the first round talent. So let me, let me talk about mid round talent that I think is going to be available in the third, fourth and fifth round. And specifically some that, you know, can fill those needs that you're talking about. So if you're looking at, if you're looking at, let's start with a guard or right tackle. Cause, cause nobody knows what Dylan Radens is not even the Tennessee Titans. Apparently they don't, they, they know he's a person and he exists, <laughs> but they don't know what he is on the offensive Unfortunately, line. Unfortunately, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking at guard, I think Cole Strange out of University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, is a guy that if you cut him, he would be bleed Titans blue. Like this is guy has two-tone blue written all over him. And he's a he's a round three kind of prospect. He would he would automatically be competing with Jamarco Jones at guard. You leave Raidens over at right tackle. And then here you go. Your offensive line is already looking younger and a little bit better. Um 
if you're thinking about right tackle, I think a guy like Zach Tom from Wake Forest or Vidarian Lowe from Illinois are two good um, tackles that can also potentially not only battle for right tackle, but also replace either them, one of them two or Raidens, if they were drafted, could replace Taylor Lewan if after this year the Titans decide not to keep him around. So I think that while they may not, those two guys may not um, start right away, but if you're looking at the fourth or fifth or even sixth round, I think Vidirian Lowe's like borderline six-round draft pick, maybe UDFA. But if you get Zach Tom or one that guy, you got a developmental tackle that can start probably 10-plus years as a starter in the NFL. You know, you talk about Dane Crookshank. Alante Taylor could step in right away from, from the UT Volunteers right away and cover the, the tight ends the way you want it done. The cookie he's a monster. Big, yeah, he's a big physical <laughs> guy that can man up on any tight end in the league because he's, he's fast enough. Now, you can't leave him out in the zone because he gets a little leggy and he has a little bit – he gives them too much of a cushion. But if you man him up like they manned up Dane Crookshank, you're going to have another young tight end eraser. And he's a gunner, and you know they love special teams uh, – you know, that little carryover from defense and special teams. They love it. Uh, maybe too much, maybe to the detriment of the team in some cases. Uh, Marcus Jones, who's a defensive back out of Houston, he's a slot corner, but he spent most of his time outside for Houston, and he allowed a 50% completion rate. That's pretty good, 48.7 in 2021, uh, but 50% in his career. That's awesome. He had he forced the second most incompletions in the NCAA last year, and he has nine total touch returns for touchdowns on kickoff and punt returns Ooh. combined. So an electric playmaker. Now he's 5'8", so obviously you probably don't want him covering your tight ends in a safety position. You don't want him probably playing outside unless he just happens to be the next coming of Charles Tillman in that regard, but put him in the slot. And then you can put Elijah Molden on your tight ends. He can cover the tight ends and do the Dane Crookshank role. So there's a little bit of two guys that can offer you something different. Uh, that's versatility. Uh, I like Trey Turner was wide receivers. Calvin Austin, John Mechie, obviously mm -hmm. is someone, a guy that's kind of flown under the radar, but I'm going to throw out a name out there that I really like. And that's Justin Ross, the wide receiver out of Clemson. Yeah. It, let me tell you something. People are down on him, and I get it. He does have the injury concerns and everything, and his pro day was not great. But you got to remember, his pro day came after like three weeks after being cleared from surgery like and being able to do physical stuff. So in my mind, when I look at his pro, his pro day is just is uh, coming off an injury is just as good which is not good as T Higgins pro day was who was healthy and their numbers are so similar physically that you could be getting T Higgins in the fourth round instead of T Higgins who went in the second round. Like to me, that's ultimate value. I mean, Khalil Shakur is another one, but I, I really think that a guy like Justin Ross in the fourth round kind of makes sense for this team. Cause he could be that big slot role. They would still need a burner. They don't have a true burner, but I don't know if this team really craves it as much as fans and media crave it, in my opinion. A guy coming off injury, John Robinson is salivating oh, just at the like, thought. Oh, oh right. my gosh. He's, that's, why, he, that's why I'm a big John Mechie guy, because like, John Mechie is a run blocker, and he does everything right, and he's fast and he's injured, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, like Andy Reid in front of a buffet. John Robinson is just twiddling his fingers like, ooh, what do we got here? Yeah. A man with an injury. And that's, <laughs> the thing, that's the thing with Mechie is you can he help you? This season, 
because yeah, I nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. I, yeah. you know, and he, and he, when did he get hurt? What was it? Well, February, December, exactly. so January, 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 January. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're going to have to wait at least half the season before you can get him back and maybe longer than that before you get him back to his, you know, his old self, which is, it's a gamble, but John Robinson yeah. is not afraid to, to head, head hit the uh, blackjack tables. Uh, when it comes to the NFL. And there's still a lot of wide receivers of free agency that they could snatch up after the draft. Because right now, all these people that overvalued themselves during the first wave of free agency, they're going to be bargain bin prices after the draft because at this point, teams have gotten younger at positions that they would probably have paid those players. So you're going to get maybe a Keelan Cole for really cheap. You could still get Will Fuller for cheap. Hey, listen, get Will Fuller for cheap. He plays half the year. John Mechie plays the other half because Will Fuller's eventually going to get injured. And boom, <laughs> there you go. Boom, I saw that. There you go. That's, that's, that's <laughs> look, we're that. just solving, I actually really like that play. <laughs> solving all the problems here uh, on the Titan podcast. Uh, Zach, the, um, the, I look, one of my favorite movies all time, back to the future. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of my all time favorites. Uh, Jack probably hasn't seen it cause Jack hasn't seen I've any movies seen outside seen of like Fantasia and maybe he's, like he, well, he's seen it, but he thinks back to the future three, the one with the Western is actually the original one. I'm yeah, not right, that into right. it. I'm not, yeah, a, the I'm most not recent that into one. the series, but I have seen back to the future on a hit. Not that series. into it. So that should tell you Jack's movie tastes. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't watch a lot of movies, I'm new but, age. uh, but the, the since seeing that movie as a child, I've always been like a big fan of like the idea of time travel and how much it, it, how awesome it would be if like, you know, a DeLorean time machine actually existed. And apparently one does because Arthur Smith has built one and apparently assembled the 2008 Tennessee Titans down in Atlanta like he's almost got the full box set complete. Okay, he's you know he's got the he's got Mariota. Um, he just signed uh, 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 Rashawn Evans, Darren Bates, and Darren Bo Bates. Bo, is Bo Brinkley down there? Yeah, Bo Brinkley signed oh too. Oh my gosh! Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right, I might just become a Falcons fan. This Coffee might become. Sharp was recently down there. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, he's still well. on the roster. He's yeah, still Jack, on the we Shepard, are. If I'm not mistaken, is on the roster. Still. We're rebranding from the Tighten Up podcast to the Rise Up podcast. This is now a Falcons <laughs> pod through and through, but. Uh, is so I guess my question is, are the Falcons, uh, not this year, but next year going to make a run to the NFC championship game and then fall spectacularly short? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> unless right. they, unless they draft Bryce young after this year and in 2023, they get there. Cause that that's the plan, right? I mean, yeah. surely, surely the, that the plan is to let Marcus kind of flounder around and maybe have to start Felipe Franks. And so, he, so you and don't he let you Marcus. Don't, the, the, here's why he signed Marcus, so they'll get the first round pick next year. That is why they didn't. They don't want Marcus to win. If they wanted to win. They would get a good quarterback. They wouldn't get. Wow! Wow! Wait. So okay, hang on. Hang on one second. All right. Yeah. Hang on. Rashawn Evans is going to be missing run, run gaps left and right all season anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that to me is the signing that tells me they want the one. Well, we're just we're pick. just waiting for Anthony Ferkser to get signed too, right? I mean, isn't he going to? Yeah, Ferkser's actually got his plane tickets booked. The uh, three just, happiest people about the Rashawn Evans signing are Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. <laughs> that was the best. That, that may have been the best day of the off season for those. Three. Hey, so you guys, am, am I alone in thinking that there could there could be? Just a little bit of fuel left in that Mariota tank. I mean, yeah, but I mean, all it's going to take is one hit and the gas cap's broken and you're leaking <laughs> oil everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, the look, offensive line isn't exactly uh, trustworthy either. Uh, I, think I mean, look at these receivers. Are we really? Do we really think that? This well, no. Team, there's no weapons. There's no yeah, weapons, they, which is one Kyle of the things, Pitts, and that's it. Which is one of the things. Uh, well, or there's the quarter rail Patterson, but he's a running back. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I guess. There's more weapons in Atlanta than there are in, in Indianapolis, which is one of the reasons why I'm 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 I, like I've I've talked myself to terms coming up over the uh, the Matt Ryan move because to me the Colts got the best available quarterback they could have gotten. But it's still a shitty availability, like but, it's, well, still yes, a shitty quarterback. and it's not great. But you're getting a guy who's like stable and consistent, which is kind of what they needed. But. Uh, but their their weapons are so much worse than the Atlanta Falcons. So that's what and, I think. And last year, Matt Ryan threw for less than four thousand yards for the first time in his career with one extra game in his season, and and like so, you're starting to see some of that decline. And now he's going to Indianapolis, like a a, a place where yeah, he's going to be handing the ball off a majority of the time. But there's still like who else is there to? What other weapons does he have? There's uh, just no downfield passing threat. Right there in Indianapolis, and that's a good thing for the Tennessee Titans, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I look at this this Atlanta thing as they're in teardown mode. They're not actually in rebuild mode. Now they're telling everybody that oh, we plan to win this year, but when you have a starting wide receiver core of Auden Tate, Demir Bird, and Alameda right. <laughs> Zacchaeus, are you really? So you and, could have and, literally just made those names up, and I, I wouldn't have, have even known. Like I that's mean, the that's it where they're worse. at. Frank Darby, Chad Hansen, Austin Trammell, and Ketterell Hodge are the, I, Are you reading your high school yearbook right now? Like, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> those first three guys that you, you ran off, those are guys that only people in fantasy who have had, like, yes. their entire receiver receiving core decimated by injuries, they are familiar with those guys because they plug them in, they get them right. at 1.8 points, yeah. and they call it a day, drop to the next well, week. And don't forget Martin Kenzie, uh, Dale Rogers, uh, <laughs> Michael uh, Thompson, and uh, uh, Mike Vivian. So don't forget those guys are also uh, hot weapons in the streets in Indianapolis. So I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback high. Now, will they draft one in the second round because they have two second-round picks? Possibly. So uh, maybe. But in the first round, they're they're in a mode right now where they're tearing everything down and they're going to grab people for next year. So anybody that they draft is going to be drafting for next year. To So when Bryce Young comes in in Atlanta, he's going to have <laughs> enough around him to be successful. So he's not only just going to have Kyle Pitts, he's going to have Kyle Pitts, a wide receiver, a new tight end, uh, maybe two or three wide receivers that are, are different than what they are now. And they're going to be set up for future success because there's this is a team right now that it doesn't matter what you draft in the in this coming up in April. There's 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 no way that you're winning more than four games or five games. And I hate it, but that's where they're at, because if if they don't draft a quarterback and it's Marcus and Felipe Franks. Uh, Marcus is definitely not going to play all 17 games. And even if he does, it's probably not, it's going to be through injury and it's not going to be that good. And, you know, it just is what it is at this point. This is a team playing for 2023 draft picks. I, you cannot convince me otherwise at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's going to be a so don't be a fan there, yet. Man. Be a fan next year. Okay. Right. All right. We'll the rise up pod. Rise up yeah. low. So they know that you've been along for the, oh, the, and the that's a good, that's a good point. Run. And yeah. by then, A to Z will have like an Atlanta affiliate for sure. That's so true, yeah. we'll just do it then. 
All right, Zach. <laughs> we really appreciate you coming on here, but before we get you out, I've just got one more order of business here. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> you know, F words pod. How long have you guys been doing this thing? Oh, five years. Six years Another F words. Yeah. yeah. Five six years. This is what we're we've just surpassed our second year, um, as of March. Um, so just you know, well, congratulations. Barely, barely not to brag. Into, yeah. Into yeah. Year three. Yeah, but, um, not to brag. Yeah, not bragging about that. But you're you're you a know, three-nager. Exactly, exactly. So you guys, an award-winning podcast is what yes. you is what has how you would describe yourselves, right? Yes, yes, your for Twitter sure. A, a legit award-winning podcast, yeah. not well, just you it, know. I I, oh, I oh. we didn't have to ask for an award or anything. oh, we didn't. We were given an award. You see? Yeah, we yeah. we yeah we weren't at, we didn't ask for an award. I'm asking like. Did you guys win? But we complained did you, about it. Did you win yeah. an award that literally anyone else can win? Because to me, that's just like, eh, I mean, that's well, cool, they, I guess. I mean, like they, to win any award is yeah. cool, but like anyone can win an Oscar, anyone can win a Grammy. But like, did you have an award made specifically for your like podcast? A, a lifetime achievement award. Well, that I'll, to I'll me is a like this, bigger venture. I, at least. You know, that we're not Leonardo DiCaprio. We didn't have to wait, you know, several over like two decades to win an award. And our award is legit. I mean, it's a legit award because you we actually faced competition. And I, I say competition lightly because, I mean, they were all scrub podcasts that I probably haven't even right. heard of. Well, so, I, I would expect you to face competition. But when you're a podcast as good as ours, there is no competition. You could so, argue. Is that because you're in a di- that it's just because you're in a different tier. So, like, it's yeah. it's, like, it's a well, god you're tier. You're kind of like the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 no. Your Whoa. award is the number one overall pick. No, and, we're like the Jaguars and, when they play in London. Everyone wants to see us. Zach, you could argue that we maybe had more competition because they boxed in the list of candidates for for your award ours was right. i mean it was endless the options it were could endless. have been anyone anyone honestly could have won yeah, jack read the name of our award sobros network 2021 spirit of nashville best nashville sports podcast to not be nominated for best nashville sports podcast that's there are only oh, like oh. five or six nominations. We had yeah, to battle oh, everyone else. But yeah, right. Your, you, let oh, me translate oh. that award for you. So I think there were about five podcasts in the running for ours. So that means oh, like, you you only had to go up against four other podcasts. Yeah, wow, must have been hard. But that we went up against like, literally every other podcast on earth. No, you guys are like the. That's a sixth place award. That's like an honorable mention. No, award. no, you're like, looking at it all wrong. Oh, you're you know the you, you know the kid that eats his boogers in at uh, uh, relay day. Yeah, or Jack and I. Day. Were that kid in yeah. in high school? Right. You guys, see, you guys are still that kid. <laughs> the, well, that kid it, was that award, so. Yeah, we're that kid with a shiny new toy to put on our mantle. Uh, if there are seven billion people on this earth, there are nine billion podcasts, and we had to face every <laughs> single one of them to get that award. Uh, uh, guys, he is Zach Lyons. Uh, follow him at F Words Pod. Really, really good. I mean, all things considered, all right. Titans we're, we're, uh, okay. content, <laughs> Titans content on there. Check out, check out his uh, articles on Broadway sports media too. He's got, uh, he's got the the one that he posted on Monday about the quarterbacks in the eyes of the Titans. Um, go check that out. And then uh, also, you got one drop in the day this podcast drops, right? Wednesday. Yes. Yes. Uh, got a new one dropping. So go to broadwaysportsmedia.com for that. Follow at F words pod. Uh, Zach, I, I noticed you do a lot of um, you do a lot of subtweeting when you're on uh, when you're on F words pod. You, yeah. you like you'll just like tweet generic things like about people, but like without mentioning them. 
so I guess last question on the way out the door. Who's your least favorite Titans? Uh, I guess like personality, maybe like YouTuber or, yes. oh, or, or podcaster. Mm. Who's Everybody the one that just one. that just irks you the most? Ooh, there's a few that are that are coming up the ranks. Like you know that I look at their tweets and I get just roll the um, my eyes in the back of my head that I'm I'm pretty sure I'm making my eyesight worse. Yeah. Um, I would say that some of the top ones I'm gonna throw out a few. Uh, Salman Freddie, the, the okay. guy from Jersey, that, South from um, Jersey. Yeah, I want to. I want to push. Who, by the way, on puts that. on the who puts on the worst tailgates I've ever seen. In fact, oh. he put out a tweet <laughs> today. Um, it was a horrible looking tailgate. I mean, like I don't even think he had a grill there or something. Uh, but he's the nicest guy in the world, though. We had him. We, we had him on he, Titan, he, Titan Up Trivia. He's a nice Titan guy. Up Trivia. Yeah, he he did great. I I, I love yeah, meeting I, Sal I, there. I I just don't think that that doesn't really weigh much with me. I don't care if you're <laughs> nice or not. Yeah. I mean, I, so Marcus was nice, and what good was that? Uh, That's I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. But like, yeah. he puts out these tweets. Like, here's one right here. I have a genuine question. Of our last two quarterbacks, and this is not a tweet to say one is better than the other. I promise. But who has more game-winning throws that you remember? Because it's not even close for me. Hashtag Titans. What, but which well, one what was point it? is this tweet? What point Wait. is this tweet? Like it's just—it's yeah. just a—it's just a, a standing the flames. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's not. I even thought he was going to say. I thought he was going to finish his thought there. I thought he was going to no. say which one that. that no, was... because we all know which one it is because he can't stop sucking the teat of this guy. Oh, is he a uh, Mariota? Mariota oh, guy. He's okay. He's like the leader of them. A couple other ones. I. I, it's it's not really a person as much as it is the genre of tweets that are starting to flow. It's the people that tag players in tweets or in replies or something uh, those like are that. The worst. They're the, the worst. They're narcs. They're, they're, they're the narcs yeah. of Twitter. Very corny. Yeah. Uh, the corny tweets are really good. Uh, there's a guy that constantly is using the incorrect wrong words and misspelling words <laughs> and leaving out words and tweets. Uh, I think his name is... Um, He's a Mason Kinsey guy. I think he's Titans uh, Rossi. Yeah, Titans Rossi. Yeah. He's he's, he's <laughs> up there Rossi. annoying. He's annoying. I love that you guys like knew him at the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, like you, all you had to do is say he's a Mason Kinsey guy. Oh, that's Titans yeah. Rossi. <laughs> he, he's annoying. Uh, it's it's not really that I dislike any of these people because these people are people I don't really think about a lot or anything. Well, and I mean, at the like end of the day, we're all Titans fans. Yeah. It's, it's just, just that I find their timeline. You're like, yeah. oh, oh I have away? I have both those guys muted. Uh, but, I mean, I, I mute people all the time, but I, you know, if you block them and someone shares a tweet, then you have to say, well, who, what's this tweet? And if you're in the chat and then they have to go take a screenshot. So I just try to mute people and not block them as much as possible. And I've blocked a bunch of jets, Twitter accounts, because I'm, I'm sick of uh, another subset of Twitter where they constantly retweet other fan bases, tweets to talk about it. That's kind of annoying. Oh, Canadian Titan. He's a super nice guy, and I have nothing against him. He's uh, Canadian. Canadian that makes sense. Well, yeah, but he is in everybody's replies and mentions. I mean, he pops up all the time where he's not needed. I, <laughs> so that's another guy. Well, that's just that's just a. I think that's a subset of being in Titans Twitter. Yeah, I think it's yeah. you have to have that. Uh, Unpopular yeah. opinion. I, I want to lump Preston Penn in there. Oh, Ooh, I, I would not. Another I would not mind that because there's been some damning tweets that got shared on someone else. He was. 
He was telling I, some I, guy I that, those. yeah, there's some damning tweets out there that apparently someone took a screenshot of that I saw. I, I don't want to interact with Preston. Uh, I've just kind of, I've kind of gotten to the point where I try not to interact with certain people just because what good is it? They don't really bring anything to the table to my life that I need to interact with them. <laughs> um, so that's just how I am. I, I'm, I'm trying to woosah, you know, serenity now, whatever you want to call it, my timeline. So when I see a tweet from someone I don't like, I just mute them or I block them, depending on who they are. I, if they're I, a listener, I don't want to block them, right? I don't want people. That's to, true. Right. I did block a bunch of racist people at one point through a string of tweets. But, you know, other than that, I, right. I mean, I hope they still listen to the podcast because I don't care if you're racist or not. Listen to the podcast, get our numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> I well, that's why I don't block anyone just because, uh, you know, if I block anyone, odds are I'm probably blocking one of our listeners because yeah. <laughs> I, I be think honest, that if you, if, if you look at podcast. some of these tweets that some of these accounts put up uh, and they are talking about how Greg Williams would be a fantastic defensive coordinator for the Titans and Brian Schottenheimer is so good as an <laughs> offensive coordinator to me. Those people just don't watch football, and I have no use for you. Like yeah. I just, I, I, you don't know anything about football. <laughs> you, 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 you pray at the altar, PFF grades, and all this stuff. And I just, I just don't have a use for them. That's why it's funny Are, because people will say, if, "Who are you going to have on your show?" Or, you, or I ask for people to, you know, who do you want to see on the show? And they'll say, um, you know, I'll get some Austin good Huff. ones. Like I get Austin, I get Tic Tac. <laughs> you know, Titans, which we're going to have him on. Yeah, by I'll the get way, a couple other ones. Why wasn't I brought in as a tag team? I, I yeah. want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Why well, didn't we, you let us team up? Well, we uh, don't, we're the same thing. The reason why you're not letting uh, Lebowski and I tag team. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, it's, it's not a so, fair fight. You can't ever make it a fair fight. Yeah. You can't ever make it a fair fight. Home, <laughs> home and home court advantage. Um, but what were we talking about? Uh, just, I was on to something. The people that's that awesome. are the worst. Mute, mute oh, people that and, have and, bad and people, you know, they'll throw out Sal on there because anytime that me and Sal have gotten into an argument in the past, which we don't anymore, the, the, he'll he'll try to invite himself on the podcast. No, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I'm not your friend, <laughs> but bro. Like, I don't want to be your friend. And that's okay. We don't have to be friends to both be Titans fans. And sure. in my opinion, that's just how it rolls. There's, oh, uh, what was the guy that was used to be on Twitter? And then he uh, he's off now. Uh, he left Twitter. Oh, he tried to fight everybody in parking lot A at some point. In time. Oh, wow. Like literally fight everyone. Uh, Kevin Anderson? Kevin? Wait a second. Um, what was that guy's name? He had some of the worst takes. Oh, my gosh. Was, was he so Was he that dude who would always tweet uh, subtweet us, Jack? We had, we had a guy who said something just completely dumb. Uh, it was like a couple of tweets. I think it's the same dude you're talking about. It's like about. Kev, Kev, Big yeah. Kev or something like that. It, no, this is the same guy. This is, yeah. this is him. <laughs> but he he was a guy that would he's always he'll get into an argument and he'll fight try to fight someone and put, come to park a lot a and say that because he's yeah. like, you know six Meet foot me one or six foot t six foot two and i'm like i mean i'll come there and say it if you punch me you punch me but i'm not scared of any i'm not scared of anybody i guess that's the the, the thing to take away from and i don't i'm a i'm a 36 year old man am i 36 yeah well, fighting fighting days are behind you, I'd assume. well it's not just fighting days behind me but i've learned <laughs> i learned when i was turning 30 i have no use for dead weight and right I, my life is much better to surround myself with people that i actually want to talk to and i don't want really want to talk to most of the people that other people seem to enjoy their twitter account so that's why i meet them uh, and so, and last thing I lied one, this is the last thing for sure. Uh, a, you don't think that the Titans should 
trade AJ Brown to the Jets because technically yeah. the Jets did beat the Titans. So technically they are better than the Titans. So well, I don't, they, I don't think they have that good if you pieces a, that they could give us. Well, I don't think if you beat a, a team that you get automatically lay claim to their best player because, you know, we, well, no, 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 no. This is like, that's, that's they, how it should be though. They're yeah, punching down. If anything, they're punching. They're like, what? Yeah. We want your wide receiver. It's like, okay, you're better than us. Take them. No, we'll take three of your guys. Nobody wants to talk about that. They've completely given up on Corey Davis. If this is the case, like they are actively or, shopping for a wide receiver. And they're like, no, they're trying, Davis guy. they're trying to beat Arthur Smith to assemble the 2018 Tennessee Titans before they, before, or the 2019, I guess it would yeah. be. They're, they're yeah. a year ahead. They're trying to get the 2019 Tennessee Titans. I'm surprised the Falcons haven't tried, you know, to trade for David Long and Nate Davis while they're, while they're at it. <laughs> oh my I gosh. do like that rule though. Eliminate the salary cap. If you beat a team, you get to pick one player off that team to play for you. And then if you lose, you know, if you lose, it's yeah. the same deal the other way. They get like to pick it. a guy off your team. By the end of the year, it's just super teams up against super teams. That would be incredible. Oh, we have found the worst take by Lamas, by the way. So I got my Twitter up. Okay, and, all right. And Lamas is one that he gets – for a guy that's on a no-nonsense pod, he puts out some of the some nonsense. But it's I like Luke Lamas. Orson's, Luke Orson's. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they, they're not aptly titled because there yeah. is a lot of nonsense between yeah, a lot, those Tons two. of nonsense. Yeah. Beef barbecue is trash, and it is offensive to even put it in the same universe as real barbecue. What a monster! Wait, what's wrong with beef barbecue? What's wrong with brisket? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's, I mean, I understand pork ribs are superior to beef yeah, ribs. Yeah, no what's doubt. he saying? No, no. It, it just just pork is 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 just the only type of barbecue? Yeah, pork is the only type of barbecue, and that beef barbecue is trash. That means pastrami, smoked pastrami, you know, because you could do that barbecue style. You're talking about beef brisket. Just utterly what, utter nonsense. What is he like That's from nonsense. Phoenix or something? That sounds like a know. Denver take or something. That like <laughs> oh, speaking of llamas, because it's the the people who always put fire Todd Downing or the fire this player as their team name. Oh yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. keep you guys straight. Can you just well, it's use everyone. Names? It's everyone. It's, everyone. No, it's everyone now. In fact, I that reminds me, I'm going to do that now. Once I get off, once <laughs> I get out everyone. of Twitter suspension, I'm going to change my name uh, to at uh, just fire Todd Downing Austin Huff. Yeah, I like it. He is at F Words Pod, Zach Lyons. Uh, go uh, go do everything but listen to their podcast, uh, unless it's the episode that I'm on, because then that'll boost his numbers and really tell them that uh, how much I move the needle. Uh, <laughs> go listen to that. And then once once Jack is eventually on their pod, go listen to that episode as I well. I encourage everybody to make sure when we do have Jack on eventually that uh, everybody listens to that one more than you listen to Austin one. Whoa, that way, I also Jack, encourage that. That way, Jack can hold it over Austin's head. No, yeah, Jack, no, I'm, Jack, I'm totally Jack, 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 don't. Now. Don't know. This is what he's doing. He's trying to drive a wedge between us. Jack, my, you hey, and I, I. Everybody has a price, and mine's pretty cheap, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I know I know how to work the system. It, look, that's what he did. He just freaking Jedi mind tricked us into just, hating each other for the next year. Podcast. Yeah, we are going to break up, and it's all going to be because of that one time Zach Lyons. I will on. make the numbers public, the ratings public. Oh, my public. gosh. All right, we're getting out of here before you, you do anything else in this podcast. <laughs> It's a miracle! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! Shout out to Zach Lyons. Thank you so much to him for uh, joining us, even though I don't know why I'm thanking him now, even after he's gone from 
said podcast, but uh, I am. Uh, but what I do want to say is uh, to everyone listening right now, I look, I know you, you tuppers are great. Whenever Jack and I put you up to an assignment, you always get it done. And we appreciate that about you. That is what one makes this podcast so great is that we, you know, we've got this group, we've got this community of, of, of Titans fans that, uh, you know, like we can kind of rally behind and get in on, on jokes together with. Uh, so what we're going to ask you to do this week, your homework assignment for this week, if you will, tweet at F words pod. Okay. Tweet at him and just say, make sure you tweet at him asking him if the jets are going to trade for AJ Brown, just straight up. All you gotta do is ask him, you know, it's just like the, who's, who's Jared Stillman's dad picking this. Week. Yes. Yes. Exactly you guys, like this is the off season version of who. Does Jared Stillman's dad have winning the Titans game? Right. You guys, and you guys have nailed that every every single week we ask you to do that. You guys nail that every week. And now we're just asking you, tweet at F. You don't even have to tag us in it if you don't want to. It doesn't matter. We don't care. Tag just us so tweet. we can see it, though. Okay. All right. You can tag us at Titan I, Up Pod. Well, I mean, I don't want it to go unnoticed. I would hate for them yeah. to be crushing it and it go unnoticed. But it also is kind of funny if it just, you know, if it goes under the radar. And okay, just, he's just getting bombarded with just tweets. And just uh, has no idea where it's coming from. Has no idea, like, where the heck okay. are these coming from? So it doesn't matter. If you want to tag us, tag us. If Up you don't to want you. to, that's fine, too. Up to you. Just tweet at FWordsPod and say anything along the lines of, are the Jets trading for A.J. Brown? Or is A.J. Brown going to get traded to the Jets? Whatever, however you want to put it. But just ask him that because he loves if there's one thing I learned from talking to Zach, like uh, for as long as we just did. If there's one thing I know, he loves to answer tweets like that. <laughs> he just absolutely it's his favorite thing about what he does is interacting with fans and 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 responding to very smart intellectual questions like is A.J. Brown getting traded to the, the Jets? And so if tweet at him. Do it. And I trust me, and just know you are a soldier for the Tup Army when you're doing it. If you're one of the guys that he mentioned previously that, uh, you know, he doesn't like tweeting at him, maybe you sit this one out and let the rest yeah, well, of the mob handle it. Noticed we did not say anything bad about you. That was just Zach. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Leave uh, four and a half stars to the Tighten Up Idiots, 0.5 stars to Buck. Uh, come, come join the Tuppers. Uh, Sal from Jersey, most notably. That was the guy he dogged the most. Uh, Sal, we got your back, Sal. He he noted he he dogged someone else too. Um, all those guys. Titans hey, Rossi, yeah. Come Titans Rossi, come on over, baby. Come on over. We're, <laughs> we're literally the only reason we brought Zach on was to try and steal some of his listening audience. Uh, I mean, not that we need to because we're already bigger. Uh, right, Jack? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I just looked at the downloads. I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go too. All right. Uh, let's get to this week in Titans Facebook. Um, it is again, it's a slow week in, in Titans news, but it is never a slow week when it comes to Titan social media. Obviously we, we talked about Titans Twitter. <laughs> well, if you think Titans Twitter is a mess, you should try going on a Titans Facebook group sometime. My gosh, whether, whether it be a Titans Facebook group or even just the comments on anything, the Tennessee Titans post on their page, it is absurd. It is the craziest of the crazy. And I this is coming from a guy who screened calls at the zone for many years, okay? I I have heard the craziest takes from sports talk radio callers and only 3% of the sports talk radio audience ever calls into the to the station. 
So, so, and so, you know, they're the craziest of the crazies. Titans Facebook might be the craziest of those crazies. So, uh, Jack, do you, let's go ahead and let's, let's read some of these uh, posts and kind of let's break do some it. of this down. Okay. I'll lead us off. This post comes from Jermaine Y. Should I read his last name? Uh, sure. Why not? Jermaine uh, Jurgen. Okay. He says, AJ only had two or three really good games last season. I can't stress enough availability is the best ability. Nick, no name Westbrook Akini, this is spelled A-K-I-N-I, was our yeah. best receiver last season. Let that sink in. Okay. Nick, no name Westbrook Akini. I love, I love the fact that he he coined our guy, NWI, Nick No Name Westbrook Akini. He said Nick No Name and then proceeded with his next two words, say his name. <laughs> I'll give him a half point because he did misspell Akine. So that kind of goes to the no-name thing that he was going for. But to say that A.J. Brown only had two or three good games last season and that NWI, and God love him, we love NWI. We he, love NWI. He was, a, he was a second leading Titans receiver last year. We love him. He, you know, he's... he's I'm thinking a, about changing the name. Of, I'm thinking about changing my daughter's name to NWI. He's a Swiss Army knife. Whenever you need him, whatever it is, he'll be able to get the job done. But to say that AJ only had two or three good games last season, I mean, there are three games where he went over 130 receiving yards. <laughs> he had five touchdowns last year. And, I mean, he was – how soon do we forget what he did against Cincinnati? Yeah. Five catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown in that game. So that's right. more than two or three really good ones. And that's one exceptional game in the playoffs while i do love nwi he's not the titans best receiver aj brown is and availability being the best ability ability that yeah you that kind of went for a lot of guys on the titans roster last year but aj brown was never the problem is never the problem i mean there are teams across the league and we see just how desperate the jets are this is just one team how desperate they are to have a guy like aj brown on their team there's probably eight nine there may be less than that teams in the NFL with a guy who can do what AJ Brown can do. So uh, Jermaine Jurgen, you led off this week in Titans Facebook in just the worst way possible. And you know what? We thank you for it. This one comes from Daniel M. Hewlett. He says, I love him as a player, but based on AJ Brown's production over three years, he's only worth about 15 mil per season at best. Numbers don't lie. Hashtag not even top 15 wide receiver. Uh, first of all, I look, I was going to argue this, but when he hit us with that sentence, numbers don't lie. It was at that moment that I realized I can argue it because the numbers, <laughs> they do not lie. The numbers that he just made up in his, in the previous sentence uh, where he says, based on AJ Brown's production over three years, he's only worth about 15 mil per season. He said only worth about 15 mil. He says those numbers don't lie. Um. Okay. I, I guess we just got to move on to the next one. Cause I honestly, I can't argue that if the numbers don't lie, what, what am I going to say? 
how am I going to, how am I going to try and build uh, as if I was an attorney, AJ Brown's attorney, how would I argue against the numbers if they don't lie, Jack? Well, I've got some numbers that do tell the truth and they also don't lie. Um, Oh, oh, so you're saying your numbers. Yes. Like are more truthful than the numbers that Daniel M. Hewlett has looked up. Not my numbers, but. Let's take a look at some of the guys who are getting paid, uh, you know, around $15 million a year and, and more than that. And, and over. Okay. I'm just going to read off some names. Robbie Anderson, 14.75. Cortland Sutton, 15. Brandon Cooks, 16.2. Tyler Lockett, 17.2. Kenny Galladay, 18. Christian Kirk, 18. Mike Williams, 20. Michael Thomas didn't play last year, 19.2. Keenan Allen, a million years old, 20. DJ Moore, 20.6. AJ Brown's better than every single guy I just named. <laughs> every single one of them. And I so- don't know, dude. I don't know. Look, look, and I'm with Daniel. I do love him as a player. But based on AJ Brown's production over three years, he's only worth about 15 mil. <laughs> <laughs> he's only in that, uh, what'd you say, Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, he's Brandon Cook. He's, he's in that tier, yeah. isn't he? Sorry, that and that's at best. He did say Daniel M. Hewlett said fifteen mil per season at best. Numbers don't don't lie, dude. Hashtag not even top fifteen wide receiver. That is great depression money that you're throwing at a wide receiver <laughs> one in the NFL in this in this day and age. It truly is. All right, here's um, my next one. All right, James G. Child Antonio, welcome to the club. Malik Willis is the next best thing to Steve McNair. We need him. Okay, so I, I get being high on Malik Willis here. <laughs> and he, he is a dual-threat quarterback from a small school. But he's not the next best thing to Steve McNair. Steve McNair won a, a co-MVP in 2003. The next best thing to Steve McNair would be, uh, you know, in that season it was Peyton Manning. Uh, Malik Willis has a long ways to go. And uh, – if he's the top of this quarterback class, which most people are now putting him, you know, in that position as QB one in this draft class, then, and, and if he was so good, why are people so down on this class? And I know one person can, you know, you know, there's an exception to every rule and the rule of this class may be that the quarterback stink. Don't take one. But if Malik Willis was such a home run prospect, why isn't there really a ton of buzz around him going in the top five? Uh, it's just teams haven't really made a trade up to take a quarterback in this year. Like, like San Francisco did last year, like uh, we saw Chicago do with Mitch Trubisky and failed. Uh, there's just been a handful of situations where teams trade up in the draft, and there's still time. We got three weeks till the draft day, uh, but there's still time to do that. But I just haven't seen or heard really enough that would suggest that Malik Willis would be anything close to what Steve McNair was. And Steve McNair's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's not, at least right now. You can, A lot of Titans fans would argue that he is, and he should be. But it's tough for me to see a kid who was the backup to Bo Nix at Auburn. Remember this. (laughs) He backed up Bo Nix at Auburn before transferring to Liberty. I don't know that it's time to start calling him the next best thing to Steve McNair. This is, uh, I I would argue that um, February to April, every single year, are the worst three months. They are the reasons why I will... uh, always curse the name Mark Zuckerberg for inventing social media <laughs> because it is meta now. It, it's meta. 
he, maybe we should have, yeah. maybe we should call this this weekend meta this right? weekend meta um it is his fault that people like uh what James G child Antonio are given just just free reign to say whatever the hell they want because I, and, and because, and it look, he, James G child Antonio is not alone in this. Okay. He's not, this isn't, this isn't exclusive to him. This is a lot of people out there. will that will just casually post something like Malik Wills is the next best thing to Steve McNair. We need him based off of what? Just the fact that he's, he's a, a he's a black, very athletic quarterback who has a hell of an arm. Just based off of that, he's the next Steve McNair. I think one of the I, I wish there was a way to police anything that any any take that anyone puts out and hold their feet to the fire to see whether or not it actually comes true. Because that is we can just say whatever the hell we want. I could say Malik Willis is the next Peyton Manning right now. I could say Malik Willis is the next Joe Namath. And no one can say anything about it. It's just, but it's just noise, and it'll get you apparently forty six likes and ninety comments on uh, in a Facebook. <laughs> and by group. the way, I looked through those ninety comments; not friendly comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's just social media is 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 great. It connects a lot of people. I, you know, it, it it lets you keep tabs on people that you may not have heard from or seen from ever again in your life. I that part of it is great. Everything other part of it, like uh, uh, hot takes about the NFL draft. Yeah, no, it's the absolute worst. Yeah, the, the downside is it gives everybody a platform. While yeah. everybody is equal, I don't and know not, that everybody needs a platform on social media. Not at, yes, you're right. In fact, very, I'd, I'd argue most people do not need a platform on social media. <laughs> uh, Logan Island posted to uh, Facebook. This one got 28 likes and 81 comments. He says, I'd... Just IDE is one word, no uh, punctuation or anything. Uh, just IDE. I he's making up words here with this first word, like a Latin words. suffix or something. You're right. Yeah, it sounds like a Shakespearean word for sure. I'd love to keep AJ, but if he asks for a stupid amount of money, I don't see why we wouldn't trade him, especially if we get a good amount of picks for him. No player is worth ruining your cap space for. Love AJ, but wide receivers and running backs don't deserve that kind of money. I'm sorry. Okay, so literally okay. You, the two biggest playmakers in an offense, I, I sure, we all agree that our quarterbacks deserve the most amount of money. I, we get it. And frankly, our quarterback is getting the most amount of money on, on, on this team, which it's like, yeah, okay, if you want that, all right, well, you got it, Titans fans. But saying wide receivers and running backs don't deserve that kind of money. Who are you going to pay your left tackle? Your, 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 your tight end. I mean, if you, if you truly believe that, then you're willing to say that, you know, the Titans roster idea, the model that they built their roster upon, you know, it was really working in the mid 2010s when they had Kendall Wright, Bishop Sankey, and, you know, no name receivers across the board. If you're right. not going to spend it on the skill positions on offense, who win championships now? The, the days where defenses win championships, those are those are pretty far gone. It's an offense-driven league now. If you're not going to spend it on running backs and receivers, what do you just want to have the most expensive offensive line to buy time for Tannehill? You just sit back in the pocket and throw to dudes who let passes hit off their face mask. <laughs> it makes no sense. 
But look, honestly, Marcus Mariota saw the most number of drop passes as a quarterback in his like rook his first two or three seasons with the Titans. And that like and and like that's what you want to go back to? You want to go back to that? Just the guys who like you couldn't even you weren't sure if when you threw them the ball if they were going to catch it just because uh to quote uh no player is worth ruining your cap space for? I'm sorry, what? Tell that to the Kansas City Chiefs. Their team has been in uh, uh, two of the last three Super Bowls and has uh, an MVP at quarterback. They literally just paid a half a billion dollars for him. They Are you just going to say they, they sent Patrick Mahomes for half of Elon Musk's net worth? That, right. You're going to say no players worth ruining your cap space for Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't, I don't get this about Titans fans for so long. We will complain that the Titans didn't have any big name players. They didn't have any talent on their roster. And now finally the Titans have roster, uh, have talent and big name players. AJ Brown is my granted a very small face, but he is a face of this league. And you're going to say, nah, he's, nah, he's not worth the cap space. Dude, are you funding the Titans cap? Like, what are is this coming out of your pocket? Do you need us to set up a GoFundMe page for you? Because last time I checked, the Titans were paying these bills. You you don't have to pay these dudes paychecks. Uh, so wh what do you care if the Titans overspend? And they're, the Titans are smart. They're a well-run franchise. They're not going to put themselves in in cap hell over over uh you know AJ or or maybe they'll they'll back end his contract or whatever. No, you keep an AJ Brown. And then this idea of that, and it's not just Titans fans. It's a lot of NFL fans where it's like, oh, we have a really good player right now. Let's trade him and 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 get younger and prepare for the future. Bitch, why do you want to prepare for the future when you've got the future? The future you yearned for in the past is here. AJ Brown is what we've always wanted. And now you want to trade him off for parts? What? Why? 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 I, I, I I'd I, love to I'm keep AJ. Yeah, I'd love to keep AJ too. Logan Island. I'm with you. Like it's it's not his money to spend. Why wouldn't he want his team to spend the most amount of money to give him extreme happiness? Uh, it's it's confusing me. Save your money, you know. Save your money. Spend it wisely. No, you pay the superstars in the league what they're worth, so you can have a team full of superstars like the Titans have right now. You yes. pay the man his money. It's not your money. You're not going to have to you know file taxes for the money that they're going to pay AJ. You get to watch a team spend all of their hard-earned money on a guy like A.J. Brown who does nothing but make you happy on Sundays. Why not let that happen? I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. All right, you want to do, you want to do two more? One more? Yeah, I've got one more. It's short and sweet. Okay. Okay. This one comes from... Let's see where to go. This one comes from... Here we go. James Williams. James Williams. Welcome to the club. Short and sweet, four words. They will get Mayfield. <laughs> oh, and don't forget the shruggy emoji. Oh, shrug, you know, emoji. Shrug emoji. At the shrug end emoji. I love the shrug emoji because that like pretty much like you can say whatever the hell you want on social media, but if you throw the shrug emoji, it's like, nah, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. And, and this got 13 likes, 49 comments. For this to get 13 likes, you can truly say whatever you want on Facebook. People will like it. Um, they will get Mayfield. No, they won't. They being the Titans, they won't. And the Browns won't give him up either because their quarterback, Deshaun Watson, will probably be suspended for at least the first month and a half of the NFL season. You say, oh, don't worry. It's a criminal. The criminal case got thrown out. It's all civil now. That doesn't matter. Roger Goodell, look back when this happened to Ben Roethlisberger. 
He, yeah. got a, he originally got a, a six-game suspension. I think he got it reduced. He appealed and got it reduced to four games. That's still the first month of your season you don't have that guy. So the Browns behind Deshaun Watson, they want to keep Baker Mayfield there just to have an insurance policy because, let's face it, you know, 22 people, 22 people are involved in this. That There's no telling how Goodell in the league office will handle the suspension, but they want to make sure they have an insurance policy behind them. And I know that Baker Mayfield wants to go somewhere and start, but why would he want to come here? You know, Baker Mayfield's kind of got to sign on this thing, sign off on this thing as well. Why would he want to come here? Number one, number two, why would the Titans give up draft picks for Baker Mayfield? Uh, you know, and number three, why go Mayfield instead of a guy in the draft? You know, we're talking about proven commodities. Baker Mayfield is a proven commodity in the worst way right well now. well now keep in mind he played he played most of last season injured he he got injured in game two of last season but for the most and part don't we know what baker mayfield is i mean they gave him receivers like jarvis the, landry the, and odell beckham jr his uh, last healthy season they made it to the afc uh or no what the divisional round of the playoffs right the divisional round of the playoffs game? when they when they lost to the chiefs yes okay uh, they won the first week. They won wild card week against the Steelers, and they actually kind of blew out the Steelers. Yeah, and right. then they and then they lost to the Chiefs in a close game where Chad Henney had to had to pull off the win. But remember, this is this is a Browns team with a loaded defense as well. Sure. So, so but, Baker Mayfield. Uh, the is, Titans are Titans are a loaded team. Uh, look, I, I I was actually I actually floated this out to the uh, Titans group text this this week. You know, like oh, what oh, about Baker be. Mayfield. Oh, what about on. Baker Mayfield? I look. I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I would you feel more secure with Baker Mayfield as your QB two than Logan Woodside? Do you want to go over the two contracts that we're discussing? <laughs> well, I mean that's another reason why the Browns would want to get rid of him. So it goes against your point of why they if, would want to hold on to him. If the Browns paid for Baker Mayfield to play for the Titans, sure. Why not? But Baker Mayfield this season is going to count almost $19 million against the salary cap. Yeah. Well, they're going to have to move him, and he's not going to want to I, – I don't think he's going to want to stay in Cleveland. He may demand something. So he – so and then and Deshaun Watson, we know he's only good for one million off their books next season because the Browns are just an awful worst, organization. The worst case scenario, if Baker Mayfield did come to the Titans, which he will not, don't get me wrong, guys, he's not coming here. If he came here, well, James, James Williams, not according to James Williams, he said they will get James, James Williams Mayfield. Shrug emoji. Uh, but if he did come here, this would be the worst case scenario. Tannehill either plays bad or gets hurt. Mayfield steps in, plays outstanding football but doesn't win a Super Bowl. And the Titans say, you know what? We can spend the next four years giving this guy a shot. No, you don't want that. We know what no, Baker Mayfield is. No, yeah. We now, know what he I, is. I, I, I agree. But I do think as a backup, he could be like a little Gardner Minshew back there. I think he could be he could be a very solid, serviceable backup. Yes. Yeah, spark plug. He could, you know, and I would be okay if Ryan Tannehill went down. If Ryan Tannehill went down and Logan Woodside had to come down, I don't know how I'd feel. I'd be in shambles. It would be a, I'd be a wreck. Uh, last one. This one, we got to end with this one. Only solely from who it comes from. A guy by the name of Jim Jams. Love Hell me yes. some Jim Jams. And that's Jim Jams with a, with two M's and Jim. Two M's and Jams and a Z on the end of Jams. Jim Jams. One thing is for sure. All Titans fans got to be family. Because we be going at it like natural born siblings up in this deal. Proof that we are passionate. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Appreciate y'all. Now let's go get Isaiah Wilson back. 
and then six crying laughing emojis. (laughs) Three, two, one, and... I don't think he got the clout that he was looking for. Uh, Only 15 likes and seven comments, but Mm. I do respect the hell to Jim Jams, you know, because at the end of the day, and that's one thing to remember, we may disagree on everything when it comes to running this team and whatever, but you know what, you know what happens every Sunday, we are all on the same page. We want touchdowns scored and, and, and touchdowns stopped for the defense you know what i'm saying but like we are all rooting on the two-tone blue and that's something that we often forget in the offseason we may disagree you may jack hates ryan Tannehill and wants him to get hit by a bus that is so not true i want him to still be the Titans (laughs) starter but that's the thing we can disagree and still be Titans fans, and we are all family at the end of the day. How dare all you put those words we all want the same goal, and that's for the Titans to hoist a Lombardi trophy. No matter how we get there, it's sports discourse has become what used to be political discourse in this country. Nowadays, it's like no one can agree in, on politics. In sports, we still have that discourse, and discourse is where you want the same end goal, but it's just a matter of how you get there. We used to have political discourse in this country. We don't anymore. All right. I Something happened. We can't even talk civilly about politics in this country anymore. But we, uh, I think we still can just barely. We still can talk civilly about sports. And when we are all Titans fans talking about what we want the team to do, when it comes down to the ball being kicked off and for those 60 minutes every Sunday, we are all two-tone blue fans. And that's sometimes Jim jams. I'm glad he reminded us of that fact. We may bicker and argue like family, but that's the thing. At the end of the day, we are family. And he did mention the one unifying part of the Titans fan base as well. While you may have your opinions on what to do with AJ Brown, Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, you know, free agents, what to do in the draft, all that stuff. Every single person in Titans, Twitter, every single person, Titans, Facebook, every single person in the Titans fan base understands that Isaiah Wilson is a piece of garbage. (laughs) All right, let's get to, speaking of Isaiah Wilson, let's get to remember the Titan. (laughs) A chance for us to remember Titans of yesteryear. And no, I don't think Isaiah Wilson is any of ours this week, although he could be literally every week. Uh, But Jack, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You take it this week. Okay, I am going, speaking of politics. Ooh, am I going there? Okay. Am I going there? My remember the Titan, Colin Kaepernick. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> remember when he was a Titan for a little bit? No, but that's a name. That's a name you cannot say without people just like their buds, blood starting to boil. I don't know. He was the uh, captain at the Michigan spring game. Good thing he wasn't at like the Tennessee spring game or like, you know, like, or like the tight, like Mike Rabel didn't bring him in for anything. Uh, although I did see the Titans were a team that like, took a flyer on him. I don't know how true those like taking of how much of that is true or how much of that is just Colin Kaepernick's people putting that out there. But uh, I did see the Titans logo amongst like 15 other team logos of like checking in, seeing that uh, Michigan. Uh, yeah. It was, or like at his most recent um, oh, okay. like workout, workout or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. Like I'm like, he can be a good backup. 
you I'd know, rather like have I, him. I'd rather have him go out there and watch football than sit on the couch and watch cartoons or something. So, would I mean, you rather have Colin Kaepernick or Baker Mayfield as the Titans' backup? Let's just get to remember the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my remember the Titan is, and it is political. Uh, it is Colin Zachary Allred. Colin Allred. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Colin Zachary Allred, but he was signed by the Titans as an undrafted free agent following the 2006 draft. He was waived on August 29th, but re-signed on January 26th, 2007. And then, uh, but then he was waived on September 1st. <laughs> this guy can't make it to an NFL season being on an NFL roster during final cuts. And, and then he was subsequently signed to the practice squad on September 2nd. And he was promoted to the active roster on December 15th and re-signed on February 17th, 2010. Uh, he did record 41 tackles as a Tennessee Titan. Um, but shortly after, as you might guess, season ended. After his football career, though, Allred enrolled into law school. What? Yeah. Who says who says every football player has CTE, huh? That's this his brain's clearly working very well, better than ours. And we never even play football. After receiving uh his JD degree, I don't know what that means, JD degree from the UC Berkeley School of Law. So this dude went to Cal Berkeley and their their law school in 2014, worked as a special assistant in the Department of Housing and Urban Development's Office of General Counselor alongside then-Secretary Julian Castro in the Obama administration. Okay. Now, you know, I know, look, again, this is not the podcast to get political. If anything, we steer as far away from it as possible just because because of where what I talked about earlier, political discourse in this country. Like people, we Nobody can't talk, agrees. you can't even, you can't even talk about politics without people getting upset or you know right-wing agendas or liberal agendas or whatever i you know so there, we're not going no there. middle ground honestly jack and i could care less about politics and even further less about how you voted just as long as you do vote one way and that one way we don't care if you vote red or blue we care if you vote two-tone blue huh you see yeah. what I did there every or, Sunday or all red or all red. You see that it is kind of funny that Colin Zachary all red is he's like a senator now. I think um, he's a Democratic senator having the name all red and being a Democratic senator. How's that work? Kind of panders <laughs> like, to both sides. I guess. I mean, I guess it's one way to get the votes, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like, OK, who are you going to vote for? Wait a minute. This guy says his name is all red, but. His, there's a D next to his name. I'm not. Who do I? What do I? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know what to vote. I think that's it's a bold strategy. I think maybe more Republicans should be should change their name to all blue. And maybe they'll maybe we'll get a little bit more bipartisanship in politics these days. Uh, I don't think it would be a bad thing. But uh, yeah, shout out to Colin Zachary Allred. I think he might be the only Titan turn senator. Um, uh, oh, oh man, I feel like we did a, a guy in politics not too long ago. Repres or he's a representative. He's a representative, um, U.S. representative from Texas's thirty-two con thirty-second congressional district. So, and he played for the Titans two thousand six, two thousand ten. Played plays college ball at Baylor. So, how about that? Yeah, good for him. 
All right, this week I'm doing this. It's kind of – I doubt that anybody remembers this guy. <laughs> I'll put it That's that always way. a good way to start a segment called Remember the Titan. <laughs> so I'm going wide receiver, and this guy comes – he played for the Titans just in, in one single season, 2014. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, God, who could this guy be? Well, it, let's start where it all starts, Arizona State. Dirk Cutter recruited this guy. By the name of Derek Stephen Hagen Jr. Derek Hagen's who I'm going with. Recruited by Dirk Cutter, who, by the way, was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Uh, recruited him to Arizona, where he played his college ball. After college, he was drafted in the third round by the Miami Dolphins in the 2006 NFL draft. In Miami, he had to play behind guys like Chris Chambers, Marty Booker, and Wes Welker. So he's kind of like drafted to be wide receiver four. And obviously, playing behind those three guys, you're not going to get much of a look. So in year two, they got rid of Wes Welker. They traded Wes Welker to the New England Patriots, and the rest was history for those guys. But in Miami, things would only get worse. Hagan finished his second season with 373 receiving yards, two touchdowns. But nine weeks into the next season, he was released by the Dolphins. That's when the Giants came and picked him up. Right after, here's a throwback, Ruben Drones was placed oh my on gosh. IR. Oh, that's a great, that's a great just like remember that guy bar name Hagen was brought in to, to fill that empty roster spot left by Ruben drones on the giants. So then, you know, roster cuts next season, come around. He doesn't make, it. he gets to the final cut, but doesn't quite make it. Um, or excuse me. He does make it after injuries to giants receivers, Steve Smith and Ramsey's beard Barden. Uh, the, the, any of those names ring a bell. Um, but then he was released after the season. Then the Oakland Raiders came along. The Oakland Raiders said, you know what? This guy's been around a little bit. He's played for the Giants. He's played for the Dolphins. We've got a spot for him. So the Raiders bring him in. And then later in the season, he was signed on August. In November, Oakland's like, man, we really need to improve this wide receiver room. What are we going to do? We're going to go out and sign Bengals, former Bengals receiver, TJ Hushmanzada. Oh, my gosh. So Hushmanzada cucks Hagen. Hagen's now out of a job. Then he lands in Buffalo, plays with Buffalo for a little bit, goes back to the Raiders, goes to the Buccaneers where Dirk Cutter is, and then he finally comes to the Titans in 2014. Hagen, as a Titan, caught 34 balls, played in played in just uh, played in 16 games, started in just three, caught 19 balls for 254 yards and a touchdown. Austin, the year is 2014. Derek Hagen has just caught a touchdown pass. Who threw it to him? 2013. 2014. 2014. Jake Locker. Jake the Snake. Charlie Whitehurst. I was going to say, nobody has ever called him Jake the Snake Nobody Locker. has called him. Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlie Whitehurst. Touchdown or uh, Clipboard Jesus. Clipboard Jesus. The, voted the most uh, sex, sexual, no, sexist. Sexiest no, man. No, sexy. Not the most sexist, man. I want an award <laughs> you don't want to get. He got the, he got the coveted sexiest man in Nashville award. <laughs> not the he's infamous such, most sexist just the man worst he's such a sexist dude like uh, he'd always be on the clipboard he's like i have long hair why don't why don't fashion models hire me you know like uh, why can't i be the cover girl <laughs> so Derek king is only touchdown Get back with in the, the kitchen rita <laughs> <laughs> only touchdown with the titans came against the washington redskins where colt mccoy and charlie whitehurst were the two starting quarterbacks now you want to update on Derek Hagan. Well, he's a co-wide receivers coach at Arizona State with Herm Edwards. So there you go. 
Damn. Well, well done. I, that was a very good, uh, that was a good trip down memory lane. Yeah, the Derek Hagan. A lot of people forget about him, including myself. But after today, you'll remember he caught a touchdown from the most sexist man in Nashville, Charlie Whitehurst. Um, we talked earlier with Zach Lyons about how the Atlanta Falcons don't have any weapons, and he is destined. Uh, he he believes that they are they are trying to play for the number one pick, which I don't agree with. I I don't agree with that take. I should have pushed back harder on it. When yeah, I Arthur had him Smith. On. I, I was I'm, I'm with you there. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith's not going to games. No, he's not going to tank, especially as a new coach. Like you're no, that that's not that's well, not they went what seven, they're doing. seven or eight games last year. He did a yeah. fine job. I think, it was I think Arthur Smith's going to coach those boys up, and I think they're going to do well. And I think he he knows something about Mariota that the rest of us don't. Um, but Mariota just got a new weapon to throw to. Oh, breaking news. As of 39 minutes ago, the Atlanta Falcons tweeted, OFFICIAL, in all caps, we have signed wide receiver Demir Bird. Oh, yeah, Demir Bird. He did mention Demir Bird. Oh, did he? Yeah, so maybe he was ahead of that news. Whoa, did Zach Lyons break news on our podcast? Casually. It's a a shame this podcast doesn't drop until midnight tonight, otherwise. I I guess that they just made it official. We uh, had it first here. We had had it. We... just please tell everyone that talks about Demir Bird being signed that credit tighten up pod because we had it first. You're welcome. Uh, we just waited to drop this podcast until after the news came out. Uh, all right, Jack, uh, let's get out of here. Do you, uh, guys, follow A to Z Sports, all the socials. You should already do that by now. If you're this deep into this podcast, we're on episode 109. If you're this deep into this podcast with us on this journey, you should already be following A to Z Sports. If you're not, I don't know what you're doing with your life. You should already be following us on all your socials, on Instagram, on Twitter, Instagram, we're Tighten Up Podcast, Twitter, fewer characters, we're Tighten Up Pod, and uh, and then individually, Jack is Jack A. Gentry. You need to be following my man. Great on the Twitter game. Well, some of the best memes in the business. I'll put him up against literally anybody. I also and, do write. I do. I do release a lot of writing that I do. And so. he does write for if A to Z Sports National dot com. Well, yeah, that on mine as well. He writes. Sure. Okay. Yeah. If you like reading, like, but who <laughs> likes reading? All right. Give me the memes. Uh, Jack is great at memes. He's okay at writing. Uh, <laughs> give him a follow. Jack A Gentry. You can follow me. Uh, hopefully, I'm out of Twitter suspension by the time you hear this. Uh, at Austin Huff. Search me. If I don't come up, it's because I'm still on Twitter suspension. But as soon as I'm out of Twitter jail, uh, follow me, and then I will tweet at you to eat massive piles of dirt and then probably get suspended again. Um, but uh, And then uh, if you want to check out our Zach Lyons interview, it is on YouTube, on the A to Z Sports YouTube channel. Right. Uh, definitely worth your subscription. You know, subscribe to the channel there, and you can watch our interview with with yeah. Zach Lyons, and it's a fun one. It's better, uh, I better yet. I mean, if, you, if if you're if you're watching on YouTube, turn those notifications on for A to Z Sports, so you get a notification Ooh, every yeah. time we post there, or A to Z Sports goes live in the mornings. Or at that's what all the big YouTube accounts say. They say subscribe and hit that bell, so you we get notified every time uh, every time we have or, a new video out. A to Z Sports Nashville, it's turning into a big YouTube account. So I've got to say that. Yeah, so make sure, yeah, go check us out there and uh, leave a like if you're watching that. Or, well, I guess you wouldn't be watching this part because only the interviews will go up. But if you came to this podcast from watching on YouTube, go uh, leave a like on the video as well. Mm-hmm. Make uh, sure we you're following. All that we are going to be making a push up until the NFL draft, which starts April 28th. We're making yes. a push on social media 
to get both accounts up to 1,000 followers. The Instagram account, Tighten Up Podcast, I think it's close to 880. I want to say 880 followers on the Tighten Up Podcast Instagram account. The Tighten Up Twitter is closer to 820. We think we can get to 1,000 by the NFL draft, but we need your help. So we if you're need not it, following guys. and you're still listening, make sure to go hit that follow button. Let's get to one 1K. Hashtag get tough to 1K. Hashtag free Austin Huff. Hashtag <laughs> bring Baker to Nashville. <laughs> The um yeah <laughs> maybe Baker leave that last Nashville round. yeah maybe let's let's hold off on the bring Baker to Nashville let's wait a little bit let's pump the brakes on that one but the other hashtags are are fine uh yeah help us get to one k let us be like uh one k always open uh on uh Twitter and Instagram we're so close guys and you guys can help us get there we appreciate you guys give us follows on. Twitter at Tighten Up Pod and Instagram Tighten Up Podcast. Help us get to a thousand by the draft night. We want to be, we want to throw a party with all of our Tuppers, a thousand followers by draft night on both accounts. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and Jack, you got anything for the road? That's about it. Five stars. We, we, we really appreciate the ratings. It really helps us if you guys can give us a rating if you've not already done so. It really, it really does. We cannot stress it enough. Um, it is, uh, and we like when you say four and a half stars to us and 0.5 stars to Buck. Love that. Just to let him know. Since we share the feed with him, it kind of lets him know uh, what he's going <laughs> up against. Um, yeah, so leave us leave us a rating and a review there. All right, Jack, let's get out of here. Um, Tuppers, we love you with all of our hearts. Um, and uh, until next week, tighten, tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 